Viewer discretion is advised. First day on the job and he's six years old and he's scratching his neck and, you know, he's, he's lived in a pea house for like his whole life. Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing's off the table. Tonight's guest house all the way from Manadua, Rua Hard, and Tamaki Makaru, but also um, Taranaki. Taranaki is a special place in his heart, uh, and also the man has a plethora of content. And so when I mean by content, I'm talking about creative content. The man is the creator of the Provise Project, which is his own podcast. He's also the creator of the Bakery Runs, which is on social media platforms. Uh, the man is also a comedian. The man is also... It's also what he's also on radio, the airwaves. Is familiar voice on New FM on the Morning Shack, and also the man is on TV on the Crowd Goes Wild. And so, please put your hands together for this creative genius oh, that is oh, Tim Provide. Oh wow, man! Yo, that's crazy. Like when you went through all that, I was like. Damn, that's a lot. Like, how's, I've never had anybody do that to me. Like, yeah, I'm normally that person that has to do that, right? He's like, oh, this person is da da da. But yeah, bro, when you when you broke it down like that, I was like, damn, I've been pretty busy. Sheesh. Bro, you're busy. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. And so just just off the bat, um, Tim, because you are you, you're, you're creative content, and you're create you're creative. And so out of all this, the creativity, how did it start? Because surely it must must have started from from somewhere in terms of your creativity. Man, I I just think like as a kid, I kind of always had that. I always had a mindset where I was like just I would create things out of nothing. Like I would always kind of no 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 sorry. I would always think about how I can how if I had an opportunity I could make it better. You know, like, oh man, if I if I was if I was Wolverine, man, I would do this. Or if I was, you know, and then uh, I would write stories and I would write a lot and and draw and uh, do all those you know those things that that kids do. But I just continued it on. Hey, like yeah, as a as a as a youth, I just I just loved being able to, you know, get some play doh and and mold something, you know. And and as an adult, it kind of didn't go away. So yeah. Well, wow, so it's kind of gone into social media and so forth. Yeah. And so how 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 did that start in terms of? Uh, bro, I've always been a bit of a clown, eh? Like uh, in 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 class, I was always the the, the funny dude, the guy that was uh, always just you know cracking jokes. And uh, I was the you know I played basketball for a, a long time and coached, and I was always the funny dude in the team. And um, and then yeah, that that, that started and. You know, um, and then that went off to Twitch. So uh, Twitch was a part of my journey that kind of gave me um, skills that, like, I learned that I, I use today. So, yeah, yeah that, that kind of helped me out as well. So, yeah. My man, my man. Yeah, bro. Damn. I, I'm always, it's always crack up when I think back to, like, the people who are the funniest in class and, like, where that humour comes from. Was that, like, something in the home where, like, even at home you were cracking jokes and, like, having a bit of a laugh? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I say this a lot, eh? Like, uh, so uh, I was brought up in, like, a, my, a solo mum. So my mum looked after me. Um, you know, like by herself, and uh, never really, never knew my dad. I never, uh, I never really I've talked to him like once, and uh, that was it. And uh, so my mum had to look after me from, you know, like, uh, and she was working two jobs at the time. She's a social worker. Um, I repeat, knows who she is. And uh, yeah, so she's a social worker. But um, as she was training to be a social worker, she was working other jobs. And so I had to stay home by myself, and as a lot of us kids do. So my, man, my, uh, I laugh at the, I say this a lot, but like my dad was like TV, like TV, sitcoms, 
and TV, you know, like um, those funny com- comedic things that were on at five o'clock, talking like Fresh Prince and um, all those real, like those, those those funny shows and cartoons. Like they were my they were my babysitters, and uh, you know, I just kind of clicked on, uh, you know, how to be a class clown and from that stuff. But I mean, it's it's always different for other people. But yeah, that that's what really kind of taught me about a laugh and how to get one. You know, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. And just while you're on the topic, you mentioned cartoons. Oh, man. I'm curious because we go. grew up <laughs> we're loving cartoons. Oh, what, what were some of your favourite cartoons? Bro, I'm talking Animaniacs, my bro. I'm, t- I'm taking, hey, we're talking Gargoyles, my bro. Gargoyles. Okay, we're getting into that. We're getting into the goodies. Okay, the like uh, those ones. And, um, you know, like Ninja Turtles. Bro, Ninja Turtles was my jam. I was like, I want to be Michelangelo, like legit. Like <laughs> he was the funniest dude in the group and he was uh, the most charismatic and he was all right with just being himself you know what i mean and when the others are trying to be tough and all that he was cool with just being funny and uh, i always kind of levitated towards the funny ones or the villains that were funny in in shows so um yeah that kind of went there and the fresh prince of belia was like yeah fresh prince of belia and martin were the ones that i would just watch religiously which which the ninja turtles you talk about the 90s uh we're talking about the yeah because i remember them carol bunger dude yeah that's the one yeah and bart simpson too like bart simpson is another one too that i was just like i would just watch and he was the naughty kid and he was funny and uh yes you know before it got a little bit too like socially aware when the simpsons were just about jokes and stuff like that so yeah i used to just watch them and just that would look after me until my mum got home at like six seven eight o'clock and then uh, have you know as you do as a kid you know you sort out your dinner and then uh, you go to bed and rinse and repeat yeah and then video games came in and that was that was a wrap after that yeah yeah, Alex the Kid was my, my other Alex babysitter. Sega, Sega, oh, sorry, Sega, sorry. Sega. It's Alex Kid. It's not Alex yeah. the Kid. Okay, just for anybody that's like, no, it's Alex. Yeah, so Alex Kid, and then uh, Street Fighter was uh, Street Fighter was a babysitter for me too. Yeah, but is it interesting to and and Jay because you know people say now nowadays if you have kids on devices, oh man, it's dangerous. You know, you can't, you shouldn't be doing that to the kids. Yeah, you know, they're always on it for, for, for hours. But we, we and you're right because I think back in our days, you know, AJ and we were watching TV and when devices kind of came out before then, it was, TV was kind of like the. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was. It was still some of the programs were still homely, still family kind of programs, still kind of yeah, still kind of clean, the funny um, yeah. comedy and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you learn some moral stuff from you know, like some TV shows, like Fresh Prince taught me like heaps, you know, especially around, you know, because Uncle Phil was you know not his dad, but uh, you know, and there's that Jake Cole lyric that's like. Uh, his dad was, you know, about about rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Like it was, um, he's the only father that I ever knew. That's what it was, and it's this kind of same thing with me. Like I would just, you know, watch that. I would watch a lot of uh, like movies as well, and yeah, a lot of basketball movies were my jam. But yeah, so growing up, but yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Because when when did you know Tim? When did you know like you know what? I'm such a creative person. I'm I'm really actually good at this, bro. Like um, man, no lies. It would have been like after. I know this is going to sound a bit real, but I think probably after maybe the third episode of Bakery Run came out, like I knew I was funny, but I didn't know like people fucked with it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought, yeah, I'm just being a funny idiot. But it was like, I did, oh no, that's a lie actually. I did switch and then that made me go, oh yeah, other people relate with this. So I just kept doing it. But um, I mean, in terms of just being funny, yeah, I can't really 
knuckle it down to one thing. It's probably just a, a collection of stuff. But yeah, as a kid in school, probably like maybe year eleven, year, year ten. You know, when people I started hanging around a lot of funny people, and you, and, you know, when they mock you, and you're like, oh, yeah, gotta, gotta, I gotta mock it back somehow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it all. You know, you fellas know. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens to James Cook. Yeah, shout JC, out, JC. Shout out to my JC boys. <laughs> Man, you know, and comedy is so subjective and everyone's always got an opinion on what's funny, what's not funny. And I guess, suppose today, comedy's in a strange place with cancel culture and all that sort of stuff. What was it like, um, you know, on Twitch and sort of that comedy, but in an online realm and sort of some of the feedback you'd get? Would you ever be confronted by yeah, trolls and haters and all that uh, sort of stuff? Yeah, th- I, I think, um, like, coming back to the Twitch thing, so Twitch, for those people that don't know, is a online platform where you can live stream games or whatever you want to do on it and um you know it's open platform so anybody can 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 comment on what you're doing um and it it really did hone my skills like i'm very very thankful for what i had to go through and i say what i had to go through on twitch i was on twitch for three years four years and Mm -hmm. being able to you know, it's one of those things where you kind of have to make everybody happy uh, and you, you, you figure out real quick that you can't. And I think on Twitch was, um, you know, like I got confronted quite a lot about, um, it, it's it's quite a toxic place. Like a lot of people kind of, you know, because it's, competi- like it's a competition for some people, like uh, on views and things like that. And, and it does get a, a bit nasty. But um, I knew that if I just kept my content, I had to. I, I always said this thing, eh? And I was like, just as long as I'm running my own race, I'll be all right. You know, just as long as I'm focusing on getting better and being who I can be, the best person I can be. Doesn't matter who I'm running against, as long as I'm running my race, I should be fine. And I think uh, that's what kind of I learned on that hustle and bustle of having to be live every day. You know, having to, and, and on top of that, work a full time job and do everything else from it. So yeah. Oh man! But was there ever a time where you felt like, man, just this this person is ever trolling? Because I can imagine there'd be a lot of trolls and a lot of people com- negative comments. Uh, and was was there ever a time where like, man, I want to I want to actually talk to this person, man? Oh man, I want to hit this person up, man. I've had plenty of times like that, and I have like I've, I've I've I'm the type of person that if like if there's an issue, like I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about the conflict. Because I want to just get down to the to the gist of it and what's going on, and I don't mean conflict like physically. I want to know like, hey, what did I do? Like, how can we fix this? Because you know, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like everybody online's got like it's almost. I don't want to say everybody, but majority of people online, you know, they feel a bit invincible sometimes, and you know, you just have to kind of be. I mean, it it multiplied a lot once the bakery run started popping a bit, and then you know all the other things. But yeah, it it did give it did give me some training, you know, of dealing with people that are, are trolling. But I mean, I say that, but man, I cannot even imagine what like female like female social media people would be like. Mm. Like I'm like, what did you say about my shoes? And like. You know, who cares? Like these these female, like this, you know, um, wahine that are online that are just getting scolded for like, I don't know, showing some some belly. You know, I'm like, damn. Yeah. So I always think like that. I'm like, man, I've got it easy compared to some of these others that have that that, that have this going on. So yeah. 
bro. That's good, man. That's good, bro. Yeah, man. I um, I heard that you used to be a teacher, and as someone who's about to step into that field myself, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Next year, I'm in my final semester, so a few more assignments, and then I'm I'm booked to start at a school in Papakura yeah. uh, next year. So I'm really excited for it. But I'm curious to hear a little bit about how that came to be, and uh, you know, maybe some insight from your your experience. Yeah. So I worked. Um, man, it's a long story, I suppose. But I, I worked at a uh, Fakataka Pokai, which is the uh, it's the residential for uh, for naughty kids, and um, it was it, it was an I, I was there for five years of my life from um, twenty to twenty five, and you know when I started working there at twenty we were getting kids and they were eighteen like I was two years older than them, and um, it was an eye opener, especially at that time of my life where I thought life was just about going to the clubs on Saturday. Like, you know, just wait for the dull day to come through and uh, borrow some money from the bros if I need some and scab drinks at the clubs. And then, you know, like I was that guy. And uh, when I started work at Surfs, it like changed how I I saw the world, you know, with these these kids that are just, uh, you know, and really in trouble, you know, and, and being part of the, be, I, I, I'm not even gonna. Uh, I wasn't gonna say being part of the solution because it's not even that. Like it's it's deeper than that. You know, like there's no way that institutionalization of kids is a is a solution to anything. Uh, and then I was there, and then I, you know, like I I saw some things there that are, you know, were really concerning in terms of uh, just life. Like you know, I had my daughter, and I was looking after. Um, girls at the at the residence that were you know um in real dire dire need you know like yeah and uh you know kind of I was like man I, I need to spend more time with my daughter and then I needed some you know I needed a, a game plan and so I was like well I'm really good at talking with kids and I'm, I was coaching basketball at the time as well and I was very successful at that time with coaching and um I was like man well, I might as well use these skills that I have and get a degree, and yeah. So then I did my three years, and then yeah, that, that's yeah, that uh, yeah. Was that yeah? Yeah, that no, that's cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, man. That 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 working at Fakataka Pokai. Oh man, it was rough, bro. I mean, you know, eh, bro. Like that in YJ and uh, Korowai Manaki, very um, very rough job, you know. And um, but yeah, just opens your eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. Especially in the four five four, man. You know. Yeah. Well, that's Clinton, the thing. Clinton City. Clinton Hold up, City, dude. Man. Like, I'm from the four five. Like, you know, I'm from Clinton. <laughs> but you go in there, and these kids from Wairoa, Porirua, like the the you know, like gang affiliated kids that like heavily gang affiliated kids, and they're like six, seven, eight years old. You know, like and you know, kids that are. I remember, like, this is a, this is a true story. My first, and I, I it's funny. Like, I do some some. Um, some corridor and some talanoa about um, you know what I'm up to and this is one of the jokes that I put in but it wasn't actually a joke it was for real first day I was there was Christmas Eve and there was a boy and uh, I don't can't really say his name but um, oh like I, I walked in and you know because life's all good for me it's like oh yeah I'm getting paid to just look after some kids and first day on the job and he's uh, he's scratching his he's six years old and he's scratching his neck and. You know, he's he's lived in a pea house for like his whole life, right? And this kid is just, you know, like he's on the come downs because he's with us for the first week. And to sit there and see a six year old go through that and go, damn, like, 
what is that what is actually up in this world you know like yeah and that uh really did open my eyes a lot and uh and, you know that was my first day and I was, it was the first day of five years of, of dealing with that stuff so you know you see you see some real yeah see some real conflicting things around what you thought life was about and yeah yeah it's um it's it's, it's it was it was rough but i tell you what it taught me behavior management like a motherfucker like when i got to an actual classroom no kids would mess with me because my behavior management skills and my my ability to read a situation without the, the body language five years of always having to be on edge some kids you know have stolen a knife and you don't know who, which kid it is and or one kid's you know there's a plot to steal your keys you know that kind of stuff it wasn't me but it was others because i was the, oh bro, he's all good yeah but you know and yeah so that that is one thing and uh and engagement the, the biggest thing and this is true man the biggest thing i learned from working at sifts at, at the time um was it was being able to engage like i i learned how to engage with people and engage with kids and very like extremely well like almost too well and and i got that from my mum as well mm -hmm. my mum working in um youth as well so i got to kind of learn how to engage and how to uh, get buy-in that's what it's called you, you get instant buy-in getting them to buy into what you have and yeah i was kind of um i was in the um hyper hyper chamber when it comes to um <laughs> that you know looking after kids it's, it's crazy yeah because obviously that, that, you know, five years you would have learned like you say you've learned heaps in terms of some of and more so our young boys what, do you, what, what were some of the, the common themes or the recurring themes that you kind of notice besides the gang affiliation and all that kind of stuff what was something that you felt like man this this needs to be this needs to be rectified or needs to be it's a great refined that's a great question I think um, the one thing that I figured out is that the one the most important um What's the word? The most important ingredient, especially with our our boys, our, our youth, our young men, is is just caring. Like I don't think like it's caring and structure. If they knew that you cared about them and you proved to them, a lot of those kids that have been through the system, they've had. You know that's the cool thing about them too, man. Is their bullshit meter is that is so good? They know if you're talking bullshit. <laughs> like I guarantee you, you get a kid from Porirua, you get a kid from Clendon, you get a, they'll be able to identify straight away that dude's all bullshit. That uh, that guy's he wants to do stuff. He, you know he's he's trying to hustle me. And um, the minute that you can you can reassure them that hey man, hey I've proved my worth to you, and you have to prove it to them. Like that's the thing is to get that buy, and you have to prove it to them that you're not here to take advantage. You're not here to tell them we're here to work together, and I'm I'm talking with you, not at you. Like that that thing as a parent is something that I learned real quick. Is that if I'm going to talk to a young person, I'm going to talk with them. I'm not going to talk at them. And I think a lot of our a lot of our parents. And including myself at times, we forget that is they're talking with our kids instead of talking at them. Saying mm. you need to pick it up, you need to pick up your aunties on the floor and say, "Hey, these aunties on the floor, if they're gonna get stink, all right? <laughs> if you don't pick them up and put them away, they're gonna get all stale, and then we're gonna buy some more undies." You know that, that the difference between pick your ear for yeah, fucking, yeah. pick your fucking undies up, you know, which which is the quick way of doing it. But yeah, I think um, that's one thing I learned. But structure is another thing too. Like I think. Like all of them, any kids that came into um, self-care when I was there, they love structure. They love to know, they love to know when dinner is. They love to know when that is because they never had that before. 
They ain't never had that. They didn't know when dinner was coming. They didn't know if dinner was coming. But if they knew, hey, eight o'clock's dinner, this is going on here, this is going on, you know, it puts them in, a, it takes a little bit of anxiety away from what's happening next. So, yeah, that's something that I learned as well from him. Oh, her. man, that's rich, man. That's rich. That's man. awesome. You fellas thought we were coming on to eat pie and talk about pies, eh? Let's go. <laughs> man, this is the my, boy's got, my boy's got some knowledge. Let's go. <laughs> my boy's got some pros and wisdom, man. Hey. My man. Nah, let's talk about pies, man. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the best pie? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, bro. Sorry, man. That's too good, man. Oh, man, it's crack up because, um, yeah, my wife follows the, the bakery run. Why don't um, you follow it? That's what I want to know, bro. Uh, that's what I'm, I want to fucking I'm know. A, I, I'm not very active on uh, social media, so she was always like, it's funny you say that because that was when I was like, oh, man, what would you ask? She was right away was like, "What's the, what was the best pie you ever had? And I was like, I'm sure he gets it a lot. but A lot? <laughs> bro, I get it on the daily. Man, every bro. day, man, every day. Man. I get it nearly on the daily, eh? Hey? It's, uh, yeah, but... Oh, we'll get to that later. Eh? We'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up in the, yeah, that, 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 that was a very pinnacle moment in my life is the, uh, the working at uh, SIFS and, and doing five years of just grinding and um, seeing things that, you know, people aren't supposed to see, you know, like, uh, and seeing kids. And, and you know what? One of the biggest lessons I also learned from that is that, uh, and it's, it's really simple, but it's not their fault. Like I used to get so angry at some of these kids, like fuck, bro, fucking no. But then I would just have to tell myself it's not their fault. Like it's not, th- it's not them. It's it's their their products of their environment, and the product is them, and the environment wasn't the greatest thing. So it's not, it's it's not my, it's not my in my nature to to judge on that because it is. I had to condition myself to to, to think that. And yeah, I mean, you know, with youth uh, in youth justice mm. and just in youth work in general, is that you have to kind of um, almost eliminate the problem from the person, you know, because the problem happened, and people make up make mistakes all all day, yeah. And I think a great person that to ha- that you guys had on was Dre Skrilla. He's an, yeah, a he's yeah, a perfect yeah. example of that. You know, if you if you eliminate, you know, um, you know, if you just see him for. You know his his what happened or or, or you know what he looks like. You know you just, you would think ah yeah, but when you get to know him, he's he's one of the most insightful, um, articulate Spot brothers on, that yeah. I ever I've ever come across as well. So yeah, That's so true, so true. I was curious about um, you know through your experience working um, with SIFS and that. Um, if you were in charge of the system, like how, how effective do you think it is? Um, and you know, you mentioned before that you're not sort of it's not part of the solution, and you don't believe in like institutionalizing kids isn't really a solution. So, what would be a solution that comes to mind, or something you've probably thought about before? Yeah, I think a lot of uh, like so the Fadi Tapafa model uh, from uh, Mason Jury. Uh, so I think uh, you've been doing ph- philosophy, haven't you, my bro? <laughs> you've been in there, haven't you? Psychology, haven't you, my bro? All part oh, of the psychology. <laughs> 202, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, Mason Jury, uh, and then the uh, the Fiki one. Who's the Fiki one? Ah, uh, it's a Fiki. The, um, I know it's a health model. I can't hey. remember. I can't remember who There's came eight up of with them. It, but. but yeah, you know, the funny type of far. Um, I think like um, and especially around Hawara, especially around our Maori. Because I mean, if we look at our incarceration rate, it's it's crazy. Like it's it's almost 
racist <laughs> like uh, sorry it is racist but you know what i'm saying it's almost like blatantly racist um but you know it's because of our, it's our tongue to pacifica it's our tongue to moana that are, are getting uh you know it's our, our people that are um are locked up because you know we haven't been ho- holistically going about it the right way it's been a very colonized uh you know this is what works in here, this is what works with these people, it's one size fits all, and it's a hard, uh, you know, you can't just do one, like, this is what, this will fix it, but I think if we, if we really focused on, you know, afano and spirituality, and knowing who you are as a person, and also just, you know, your, your mental and your physical health, I think, uh, yeah, we could, I think it, they're trying to go that way, but uh, it needs to be uh, for Māori, by Māori, and for Pacifica, by Pacifica. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's all right to tokenise it and say this is what we're doing, but, you know, you've got to live it, you know. And uh, I think the people in the higher-ups are, you know, having a, having a good think about that. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Look at this political Tim came out of hey, <laughs> Came from Pi, Pi Tim, political Tim. <laughs> Layers. Bro. Principal Tim. Bro. <laughs> Let's get into the words. Who, what's next, bro? <laughs> but but, but you, you bring a good point, um, Tim, in terms of of our, our men being incarcerated, more so the, our tangata whenua, our uh, Pacifica men. And, and you've seen it with firsthand with the SIFs and also some of the young people you work with. Um, but also in, in the schools now, would you think there's a, there's a there's a big difference in terms of the kids who are, come to SIFs or go into alternative education, all that kind of stuff, as opposed to the kids that are in the actual schools right now in the system? Do you think there's in terms of our, our, our young boys or even some of our young men? What what are your thoughts in terms of uh, is there a bit of a difference there, or is, is, was it all, are we all in the same kind of linear? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's all very. I think it's all the same. Like I, I mean, the kids that I would. I mean, being a teacher, you know, you get your naughty kids. Mm. Like, I don't want to say, you know what? I don't even, I don't like using that term, naughty kids. I, I just think they, they're just misunderstood. And same thing at, at child youth. Oh, well, it's, you know, same thing at Fakataka Poka and, and, and that stuff. They're just misunderstood, man. Like, and like I said earlier, they're just products of the environment. And, you know, one person, hey, we're all, you know, you might have one kid that's, uh, you know, he's he misbehaving, but there's a reason why. And we got to look at those reasons and try and uh, justify how we can make change to those reasons. And that's that's really what it's about, you know. Yeah, man. That's um, that's quite sad, eh, Tim? Because those young, those boys will eventually going to be young men. And it's kind of the cycle just kind of just carries on. Yeah. So what are your thoughts in terms of how do we... How do we kind of break that cycle? I think it's great teachers. I think it's like my bro here. It's great teachers. Yeah. It's great mentors. It's great coaches. It's great people around. And it's 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 that ability to reach out and do something. You know, like it's uh, like you know, and really get into it and, and understand the amount of kids I've I've changed. And you know, it's it's funny. Like um, you know, it, it comes off like quite. I think we need to get away with this as we get get away from this as well. Is that when you've done a good thing, you fucking hype it up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not even lying. I've changed. I've I think I've changed and saved at least a hundred, two hundred young people's lives just from smiling and saying what's up and asking them what they're into and 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 taking time out of my life to help them and be with them. You know, and I think uh, you know uh, a lot of people. They pretend that they're busy, and uh, you know we're all busy in our lives. But sometimes we just pretend, like just so we can avoid things. And uh, yeah, but I mean, basketball coaching is 
is my passion. Like I love the game. I love the game of basketball and uh, coaching, you know, representative internationally and, 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 and nationally as well. It really makes you think like some of those kids, like some of those kids, especially in the county teams that I took on, James Cook teams, Papakura High School teams, all these teams I had, there's some kids that could have easily fallen off and, you know, I created my own gang and it was the basketball gang and they would, they need to come to training and they need to come to the games. And that's how I, um, you know, that's how you make change, man, is, is create these, uh, create these opportunities for them to feel wanted. Yeah, props to you, man. Props to you, man. It's basketball team. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> bro. Holy hiccup. It's, it's, it's Phil Jackson. Um. <laughs> I met Phil Jackson, bro. Bro, no. Have you, bro, you don't underestimate bro, me, bro. Bro, what the heck? I met him once, bro. He's he's a tall, he's fucking tall as shit, bro. Well, how tall is he? What? He's like seven. I think he's like 16, 6'11. Six, oh, that's Jeez. But yeah, what, what, I went all you? around the world for basketball, man. Yeah, because what, what, what made you get into basketball? Was it just um, bro? My mum wouldn't let me play league. Hey, I played league, <laughs> and I was because here's the thing, right? She didn't have a car. My mum, oh, she had a car. Like when we were but older, she didn't have a car, so she was just catching a bus everywhere. And I wanted to play league, and then I, um, she took me. She took me to the uh, to the. Oh, I don't think it's called the Marlins then, but to the money deal team, and I broke my collarbone. And she's like, I can't drive you to the. I can't drive you to the A and E, man. You're gonna have to get on the bus on your. And it was at night time. She was like, you're going to have to handle it until tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so, and then uh, I, I broke my collarbone and then I broke, uh, man. And then um, basketball, the Clean the Rick Center was walking distance to my house. Yeah, yeah. And I was like seven years old. And yeah, yeah, so that's how I started, yeah. And I love it, bro. I love, I love the game, bro. It's taken me, it's taken me all around the world. Like seriously, like, and I'm so thankful for uh, what it's done for me. It saves me, man. Like legit, I had, yeah, it was my it was my babysitter as well. Like yeah, yeah. Once I figured it out, yeah. Man, so what, what kind of teams were you? Would you be like like pro like um yeah, yeah I, uh, junior tall. I did. I was the assistant coach for the junior tall blacks once. Oh, twice actually. Assistant coach for junior tall ferns with uh, Jody Cameron. Um, yeah, national. Uh, I went over to uh, North Carolina to uh, do some you know some stuff at their camps. Um, Philadelphia 76ers, I, I did a little bit of work over there. Damn. So yeah, I've been around, brother. Ooh. It's it's basketball Timmy's out here. Guy, man. And I can guarantee you people are like, I don't know Tim was a school teacher, I don't know Tim was a basketball uh, coach. And yeah, I'm pretty secret people. about it. But yeah, yes. no, so like um so I started playing at, at uh at about six or seven and then as I was at school, you know, basketball was that's why I went to schools to have lunch, play pool, hang out with the girls and uh and, and play, play ball, ball, man. And that's all I did with my boys. Shout outs to my bros. Shout outs to Brian. Shout outs to shout outs to my bro Wayne. I just wanted those are my my guys. Bro, <laughs> but yeah, and shout then out. um and then yeah, and then I hurt my knee. I was playing some some seconds of stuff. I popped my knee out and then I was like, oh, I'll just uh, do some coaching and then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, did a representative stuff, counties, yeah, and all that. So yeah. Bro, you're a man of many talents, man. What's yeah. what's going on here, man? Not a secret screw, um. but I'm, uh, yeah, people hate like watching games with me. I'm very, I'm <laughs> very the vocal. worst. No, not vocal. <laughs> I'm very like calculated. Like I'm like, you watch this. I'll, I'll lean over. I was like, you watch this. It's gonna be a weak side screen with a with a back cut. And, then, <laughs> and they do I'm it. that the predictions. Sometimes <laughs> I predict. Yeah, I, I love the game very. Yeah, I love it. I love watching it from a statistical standpoint. Yeah, and I was yeah, I've been to India, been to Guam, Japan. Bro, I've been, yeah, it's, I'm very, very lucky. You know what's so cool, um, Tim? I think because yeah, a lot of people come on 
Oh, not, not not a lot of people. But I'm, I'm thinking of some some people or some individuals, and they have some really good intentions. You know, like oh man, this, this is what I want to do and all that. And and just going back to like you're saying with sifs and and working with the young people and the kids, and they come with really cool intentions or even just goals, but for some reason, those intentions don't meet the the actual. You know. Oh, bro. Yeah. It's that uh, if you want to be an all star, but you don't want to put in the all star yeah, work. You know work. what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, bro, I'm a firm believer on that. And I learned all that through the game like really because basketball is a game where you can get exposed real quick if you're not good like and if you're not willing to put the work in it's very very easy to get exposed and it's at the higher levels too like you know and uh i learned that i learned that yeah a lot of people say man you're you're a really hard worker tim but i'm actually like i just kept doing what i what worked for me yeah and i I got to all these places because i just worked and worked and worked and yeah just didn't make excuses and just went with it right, you know? man. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I think some people might think oh man that guy's lucky he's just got a, got a lucky break you know just because he's funny but of content you know anyone can do can, can uh, create content uh, but easy how but many times yeah. do I get that about the bakery yeah. oh anybody can uh, yeah. eat the pies oh, yeah but no it's uh yeah it, it does take a little it's, bit it's of hard work man it's the grind eh? yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah it's, it's funny how many people you know, hit me up for plugs now. Oh, hey, bro, can you get me on this? Hey, can you talk to such and such? And I was like, Damn. well, actually, like, bro, I had to work really hard to get that, yeah. that, 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 that you know, th- the ability to make friends or to network with people. Like, it's networking. Like, it's a lot of work. So, yeah, I only do it for some people, eh? You know, oh, man, man. Thanks, I got man. you. I got you, bro. <laughs> I'll get Regan on here for you. <laughs> man, how do you um how do you recharge your batteries then? How do you stay with so many things going on? How do you keep it all enjoyable? Okay, this uh, I reckon I might have ADHD. <laughs> like I reckon you like reckon? I, I've never been like tested for it, but I haven't I've never hit a wall like that. Like you know a lot of people go oh, I'm burnt out and stuff. I've literally I've worked so hard. like when I was doing the podcast stuff, I worked so hard to try and burn out. But I, like I would burn out, like uh, I want to break. But it just never happened. I, I it's I, I don't know if it's luck. I don't know what it is. But I just work. I just like keep going. And I, I honestly think it's like the people that I looked up to as a kid. You know, like your Mikes, like like your Kobe's, like all those dudes. You'd see that they were just built like they were wired differently. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I want to be wired like that. And then I would just keep going until I would get. Think that, but yeah, I think video games is probably a escapism for me, I suppose. And yeah, because I can't even watch movies, man. Like, I can't watch movies. I watch, unless it's like really, I'll, I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, nah, okay, I'll move on. I'll watch something else. I'm just really on edge all the time. And it pisses, it pisses Regan off more than anybody. Because <laughs> Regan, I'm like, no, we need to do this. Da, 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 da. And he's like, bro, just relax, bro. And I'm, nah, 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 nah. and uh, yeah, Regan's, so the people that he's uh, just the norms or he's on, uh, I work with on the radio. But yeah, I just, I think if you love something enough, and I, I did hear a Kobe quote, he's like, that's what, separates the greatest is the love if you really love something enough like it doesn't even feel like work but you actually have to love it it's not like a oh just say that i love it you know you, you have to really feel it it's a internal thing and i love being funny i love creating content and i oh no that's a lie i don't love creating content i i love creating ideas and seeing them through like yeah and i, I don't know a lot of people that they kind of do that Bro, you're, you're breaking all the myths, man. People think, man, you can't, don't watch them. Tell the kids don't watch too much TV or on the, on the devices. You did the opposite. <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, and then, stuff for your stuff for your parenting <laughs> advice. 
Listen to me. <laughs> and the people are working too hard. Oh, why you just work harder? It's like, I know, this hey. is crazy. I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's, I know, it's, it sounds like very Gary Vee-ish of me. Yeah, getting burnt out, you don't love it. <laughs> I just, no, I just like, I'm like, yeah, I just like being funny. I just, I, I, and I have goals and I know what I need to do to get to those goals. And it's just work. Like I just, but I have like, certain things that i'm like this is the avenue i need and i i just what they call uh reverse engineering things right is figuring out what you want to do and then just breaking it down how to get there and and you know just engineering it from from that standpoint but yeah i mean like i wanted to be like legit i wanted to be a national coach i wanted to i wanted to coach at the highest level i could and i kind of got there like uh, you know not to the biggest you know i wasn't at the nba or anything but i got to where i thought i was successful and when i was like you know what man i've done a great job there it's time to move on and, and do something differently and that's how i moved from the coaching side of things to the twitch side and then all the other things i've been doing that's um that's remarkable man bro this um because you, you mentioned these um you mentioned the Kobe and MJ, the mindset, and that must be that must be your superpower, bro. In terms of you just keep going, keep going, keep going. It's like an ever ever ready kind yeah. of battery or, or rabbit. And so the mindset you you, you, you talk about the, the you know the mamba black mamba. Yeah. And so for you, because you, you you seem like you're the kind of guy like, hey, I'm just I'm just always on the go. Where, where do they come from? Is, is it from mom or is it from just is just just you? You just I think about, like I grew up watching my mom work two jobs and and me having to make in like sort myself out but um you know i really i think i got it really early in terms of like watching how somebody did something and then like not going i want to like like i would look at mike and i'll be like oh man like michael jordan and i'll be like bro i want to dunk like this like bro you're not gonna do that but what about this guy what about that guy like growing up like john stockton was my dude mm, yeah, like i would yeah. be like yo john stockton he doesn't jump high he he but he's he, he loves the game he understands his iq is off the hook so maybe that's what i have to do so i went from from worshiping mj to having a look at someone like uh, uh another one that was like john starks he was my guy i was, I was like okay well, he's not he can dunk, so then I was like, I can't dunk too small. Then I went to um, uh, John Stockton, and then Jay Jason Williams was another like player that I was like, ah, I want to be like this guy. So yeah, so but um yeah, I think yeah, I just figured it out earlier. Yeah, I suppose. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. I think I think the earlier because it's interesting um to because uh, you know some kids you know they're very talented you, and you and you, obviously you you work with young people for for many years and you kind of see like the, the talents or the potential in some of these young people. And it's not until later on, and the hope is that they grasp the concept or they grasp that oh man, I'm really actually good at this. And so, how important is it for for some of our young our, our boys and even some even some adults, um, Tim, to get that affirmation, or or do you think affirmation is just too? I don't know, in, in, in a kind of in a, in a polite way, too like soft for for our our, our, our men, our boys. I, I, yeah, I just yeah, I, I agree. I think some people are. It's just the way of the world, I suppose. People are just looking for the, the quick way to get where they want to get to. But, it, it, yeah, it took me a while to figure it out. Like, if this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do, you just have to figure out little steps to get there and then just work hard at the little steps. And it should, it should, there was this coach that, um, uh, Roy Williams, so he's uh, the, the coach of um, University of North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I got to spend a month with him and he would say, he said, listen, um, he's a, wow. he was talking about winning, and he goes, winning is just a byproduct of developing. If you develop, the winning will happen. 
But if you're not developing, nothing's going to happen. And then I would, I took that to whatever I was doing. I was like, okay, I need to get good at this. If I want to win, if I want to win, like, let's say, like, let's say crowd goes wild shit, right? Like I've always wanted to be on a show like that because I get to be myself. I get to muck around. I get to be a clown and I get to be funny on a bigger scale, right? If I wanted to get on that, so I would cut that down. I need to be better um, of talking. Uh, so then I did the podcast, which made me better at talking, made me better at um, interviewing. And nobody paid for that. I did it myself. Like I was just like, give me a camera, give me a mic, give me Zoom. Let's get better at, at interviewing people. Then it was, I need to get better. At, I need to get more comfortable being on camera. And the bakery run stuff happened. And then I was like, cool, like, okay, now I'm getting better at being on camera. And then it was like, okay, I need to be funny. So what do we got to do? Okay, stand-up comedians are funny. I need to figure out how to be a stand-up comedian. And then I just slowly just ticked these little boxes off and got good at all those things. And I got like, I, you know, like being cocky and stuff, but I got like extremely good at like say interviewing because I just got obsessed with it and I just kept working at it. Yeah, man, bro, that's a bro. That's a. I tell you what, Tim, because I know you. I knew when you when you were younger. And I know, and I, obviously I knew mom. Look at the say he's doing the old when you were back in the day <laughs> to me when you were a little, when you were a little young buck, young buck. Pete's bringing out. Oh, bro, he's bringing out all the. Remember that time at the after ball when we had to pick you up? You had no undies on. Oh, what? No, no, no. Oh, but. but <laughs> I, I love it too because it, it's it's so cool because you you're you're spitting you're spitting facts and it's facts because you just can't do these things that all, all these goals that you want to do and all these dreams you have you can't do it without the grind eh? you can't yeah. do it without the work without without evolving without developing yeah. and look at you it was this you were self self motivated I didn't need it and and that's the other thing too is like um. Like being in a team environment, so like let's say the basketball thing for instance. So I got as far, I reckon I got as far as I could have with basketball, right? Because I saw a lot of people, a lot of opportunities were going to ex-players. So they were going to, you know, like like people that played for the Tall Blacks, people that played for National League. It was just the way that it worked. It's, I'm not angry at that. It's just, that's how it worked, right? And so I was like, okay. I think I, you know, if I would have grinded a little bit more, maybe something would have happened. But then I thought, okay. Let's take these skills I already have of talking to people, of building communities and building a, a, a unit together from basketball coaching, and let's see if I can do something else with it. And that's that's what what worked out there. But yeah, it all comes from the grind, man. Like if you're if you're not prepared to get your hands dirty and actually get ready and do stuff, then uh, yeah, it's, it, you can dream all day. Like yeah, you can. It's not a plan, you know. It's just a dream. So yeah, man. And that's that's straight facts, man. Um. Tim, I, th I think that's not even rocket science. You have to put in the work. It's crazy though, right? You think, just think everybody would know that, but sometimes it's, uh, I think it's just all distractions. Like a lot of people get distracted by things and, you know, and life gets in the way, but, you know, and I mean, keep co um, uh, quoting Kobe, but, you know, like if you sign that contract, he says like, if you sign that contract, bro, you better live by it too. And, um, you know, like if I signed the con, the, like I'd have a look at the, the a goal, and I'd say, how do I get to this goal? These are the steps I need to go. I got to sign this contract, and if I, and I can't go back on it, you know. And I think that is what a lot of people kind of bounce out with, you know. Like, ah, I signed the contract with myself. What Kobe said, but it's a it's a matter of actually getting you know, and, and doing it. And yeah, so yeah, I try. It's hard. I say that, eh? But when the contract is, oh, I need to get fitter, go to the gym. 
<laughs> sorry, uh, 2K, NBA 2K just came out. Uh, sorry, my, sorry, uh, sorry, I can't get there. But you know, I mean, if it's something else, so yeah. Yeah, no, no. Get what, get what, get what you mean. Shout out to Nico, my personal trainer. Sorry, my bro, I let you down, my G. <laughs> I let you down, my bro, okay? I know you keep texting me and I haven't hit you back, bro. But just know you're in my heart, bro. You're in the clouds. You're in the clouds, bro. On my next t-shirt. I'm going to put you in the clouds. In the, with yes. the wings in the clouds. <laughs> with those with uh, veggie pies, eh? Veggie pies. <laughs> with the, with the uh, yeah, with, with the script. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. bro. Um, I was going to ask, how do you, you know, you sort of mentioned um, going as far as you can go um, and then sometimes you recognise that and then you can sort of take those skills and move on. But how do you recognise when you've gone... That's a rough one, eh, bro? I had to have a good conversation. I had to sit down with myself, have a good conversation. And it can't, like this is something that I do too. It's auditing yourself. You have to audit. Like you have to go, holy shit, like have I got like, okay, do I have everything that I need to get to this level? And you have to really audit. And if it's no, then do I want to put the work in to do extra? Like I would have, you know, if I wanted to move on to more levels, it would have involved more time away from my family. It would have involved more grinding at, a, you know, a level that was doesn't pay. You know, so um, so I just went, oh, man, is this really, is this really what I want to do? And you know, I had a lot of people go, oh, you're so talented at this. You, you know, you need to keep going. But I was like, well, actually, do I though? I've got all these skills. Can I can I make something out? And it's that audit, right? And then I'm like, well, what can I do with these skills? And and then that's how I moved on. Yeah. Man, I like how you blocked out all the noise. You you just said people said, man, you're really good at this. You're so talented at this. Bro. But sometimes. You know, there's always that dilemma like, oh, I might be talented, but I'm not really passionate about this. It's the same thing with the, with the podcast, right? So I did a podcast for three years and I was popping out four to five interviews a week. Like, this is how crazy it got, right? It was, oh, sorry, it was three a week, three interviews a week, and then two podcasts in the middle. So I was doing five podcasts a week, right? Because I was just on that grind. And... Because I knew I was getting better at it, and you know the, the you know the, the listenership was coming up, and it was good to go. And then you know the new FM thing happened, and then the bakery event started really popping off. And I was like, listen, I think you know I just need to chill out on that, put all my effort over here. And those people have got a lot in the back backlog. If they miss me, they can catch me on new FM. If they don't, then they just get, they just gap it, and that's fine. I'm fine with that, you know. So I had to really have that conversation. That's another conversation, you know. So yeah. Man, if, if you had to pick with the bakery run, obviously you've the morning shack, and then you got your your podcast and all the and, and, com, and stand up comic. But which one out of, out of all those is the like man? This is this is my jam. This is this is the one that I can't let go. Um, I yeah, that's that's hard. Man. All, the, all the crowd goes wild. Why put this on me like this? Eh? <laughs> I'm really enjoying the crowd goes wild stuff. The stand up stuff is very new to me. Like um. Like I've only done like maybe four or five gigs, so I'm like still learning that. It's fun, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I think. Listen, I love hanging out with my mate Regan. Like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll choose that one. Uh, it's either that or the bakery. I like hanging out with my bro Will that does this the bakery run too. The yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a it's one A one B between the bakery run and uh, and the morning shack. Yeah, waking up every morning. And going to the studio and cracking up with my my, my best mate Regan is uh, is something that uh, yeah it's just amazing I, I love it yeah 
And the best thing about it, you get paid doing it. You get paid doing what you love. <laughs> Bro, it's almost like, what the heck? When, how, how, how the hell am I getting paid for this? Just hanging out with my, with my mates. My mate, uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty buzzy. But, you know, like, that's the thing is, like, I work to get there, you know. And, you know, I worked on the, on the mic doing all the podcasts and doing everything. And, yeah, so I'm very, I don't want to say I'm very lucky, but I'm, I'm very thankful that I put the work in. Yeah. Mm, man, straight up, man. Mm. Man, and you mentioned before about um, self-auditing and like finding that answer, having that conversation with yourself. I'm curious about whose advice do you turn to most? I, I imagine um, your mother might be a, a key key factor there, but I'm curious about if there's anyone else in that sort of inner circle that you can turn to and yeah. pick their, their so brains. I have like three people, maybe three or four people in my inner circle, like the, the tight inner circle that I uh, I go to. Will is one of them, Sly Will. Uh, he's the... He's the He's the producer slash director, filmer, camera guy for the bakery run. Uh, you know, we we created that off of pretty much nothing. Uh, I'll go to him a lot, and uh, Regan is another huge one for me. I'll ask Regs a lot of his uh, his his mind, and, and where would he go with this? And and we we brainstorm a lot of stuff there. Uh, Aaron, uh, the, the the Western guy, Coach West. He's another. He's he's a young buck, but we kind of go there. But I have a lot of people that I kind of will reach out. It depends on the situation, right? Like uh, I just got an audition coming up and I'm like, what the hell do I do? Because I've never done one before. And then I just hit, I hit up Bueller and he's like, oh, bro, mean, yeah, look, this is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. So I've got this network where I can just reach out and, and get some get some tips from, you know, yeah. And just ask. I think that's what a lot of people are scared to do too is just ask, you know. But yeah. And my mom, yeah, sure, for, for and my missus too, you know, like for those for the family stuff and but when it comes to the content side of things, Will and um and and Riggs are, are my go to. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you said something there about people are scared to ask. Why do you think people are scared to ask for help or Man, did did Bueller tell you about the uh the Apple story on on his on the podcast? No, no, he didn't. Tell us, tell okay, us. Okay, so there's a story that and this is this is a this is perfect for what you just asked, right? Bueller got a job on a on a movie and he didn't know that the buffet was part of the state where he's staying. So the bro ate green apples. He only and because it, it was at the front of the um it was at the front office, he thought he had to eat the green apples. That's all he ate for like three days, just green apples, because he didn't know he had no money, and he didn't know that it was all like this is a Hollywood movie in the middle of freaking America, and it's so South Auckland, eh? Like I'm like that's a South Auckland thing. Don't, don't like you know don't go hey. Like I'm not. I used to be like that. Now I'm not even scared, man. I'm like, hey, does this? Can I have a feed? Like you know, like I, it's just too. It's the courage to ask things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's a self organ thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's anywhere else. It's, maybe it's just from poverty, I suppose. But yeah, I think we just don't want to rustle feathers and just yeah. you know. But yeah, I've gotten to the point now in my life. I just don't care. I just go hard. I'll ask anything. Hey, can, and I'm like scabbing things. Uh, can I have something? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I went to the fight for life and I was scabbing bread all night. I was like, yeah, can I have some of your bread, yeah, my bro? You know, like um, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Yeah, it's a poly thing too. I suppose. Would bro, you agree? It is. It is, bro. Because because how many are like my, bro, my cousins aren't like that. <laughs> if we want something, we're just like, oh, gee, because a part of your pie, straight up, bro. That's true, man. I, I like this. What I like about talking to anyone. Hey, can I can I have something? Or just, <laughs> but maybe it is because in my experience, it is kind of like a poly thing. For my for me personally, it is a poly thing. But I'm just imagine how how detrimental is that? In your in your mind, you think how detrimental is that to not ask when you need help, bro. <laughs> 
I got, I got to interview some of the most craziest people that I would never think I would, all because I asked. That's it. Right. People are like, oh, how did you how did you talk to Chloe Swarbrick? I just asked. How did you get John Campbell on the, on your podcast? I just asked. I, she, she, bro, you go down the list. I just asked. Shafu, I just asked. You know, right. like I, I just right. go and ask them. Yeah, and like. Yeah, it was a lot of people always. And then you ask somebody like Jack Tame, for instance, right? I had John Campbell on. I impressed the shit out of him. Like legit, like he was he was impressed by my interview with him. And he said, hey, Jack, you need to get on with this dude. Jack came on, got him on. Then he goes to Chloe. Hey, Chloe, this guy's the man. And then it just goes on and on and on. And you just build from there. Like, But if you're not going to ask, then you're not going to get like squeaky right. wheel, don't get no oil, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But, but how important is that in terms of the relationships? Because you obviously you put the, the, the rapport with them and then there's a relationship. Well, that's the thing. I learned that from Sifs. You see what I'm saying? How it all comes back, right? I learned that from Sifs because I had to I had to engage quickly because I'm like a I'm like a, a viper. I'm like a cobra when it comes to engaging with people because I know I only have a minute max. Like I know I have a minute, maybe two minutes to make sure that that person remembers who I am. And then all of a sudden, boom. You know, then it's all good. Their first impression, yeah. eh? Their first I met impression. Valerie Adams for the first time. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she kind of knew who I was, but you know, I met her for the first time last week. And the first thing, you know, first thing I, I, I just said, uh, "Oh, Fifi Hockey," and she was like, "Wow, this is cool," you know. And then you know, there was jokes about, "Oh yeah, Val knows me," oh. and she's like, "I don't know you." And then you know, now like she hits me up and she's like, "Man, that was a great interview." And now you know, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm in this, oh, not in the circle, but at least. You know, they remember you by that first, that first, get it, yeah. Mm. When I had Biola Koali on, first thing I asked him was, what, what was life like at, uh, in, in, in his classroom? And I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I knew what classroom he was in at, at, um, Aude, uh, at College? TC? TC, TC, at Tangaroa College. I knew exactly what it is. And he was like, wow, yeah. John Campbell, I knew, uh, so I don't know. So John Campbell, I obsessed about, I not the, the interview, I was like, I'm going to get this motherfucker, bro. I'm going to make this guy know who I am. First question I asked was like, how many times did you get hit on the, hit on the bum from um, uh, Mr. Horse? And he goes, how do you, how do you know about Mr. Horse? It was his teacher and, and, and things. So, like, you know, bro, I get that first bro. first minute in. Those, the intimate, those intimate details that no one knows. Yeah. 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 Bro, yeah, that's slick, man. Because jo- uh, you guys had uh, Joseph Parker on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph Parker. Yeah. First, thing I, first thing I asked about Joseph Parker was like, bro, were you, is it true that you had a fight in um, TNRI and, um, at, at Marcelin College at, when you were year nine? And he's like, how the hell do you know about that, bro? <laughs> no, it wasn't me, but I was there. And, you know, like, because I catch it. Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my shtick. But then, uh, yeah, I figured out, like, it's. That's yeah, clever, man. That's yeah. clever, man. Oh. Man, so is there anyone you haven't interviewed that you would love to interview? Oh man, probably. Uh, I'd say Adesanya, but I've like kind of interviewed him like off air. Like I've, I've I've had a good chat with him. Adesanya would be one of them. I've got like a I've got like a Rushmore, and it goes like Adesanya, Tom Scott from uh, Homebrew uh, or Homebrew slash Avondale Bowling Club. When I've I've had a conversation with him. Um, Jacinda would be interesting, but I, I feel like I've interviewed politicians and, you know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, are you legit like that? Like, you know, like, is there a smokescreen there? You know, some of them, not all of them. Um, Taika would be another one that I'd love to work with. And Stephen Adams, yeah, which I've had a good convo with Steve. 
over karaoke. <laughs> so yeah, bro. So it's it's pretty cool, man. Like I've kind of come from Clendon and come from I've made it my uh, uh, yeah I've made it I've made it my own and it's been pretty cool, bro. Bro, yeah. man, bro, man. Represent, represent four five four, man. Clendon City four five four, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Bro, but even now, um, Tim, because like in, the, in the industry and in the, in the, in the creating the content, all that kind of stuff, social media platforms, all the things that you're doing, I'm sure that you would have experienced some snakes. Hard. Some guys who come in like, hey, man, Tim, what's up, brother? Hard. And they, and you know, how, how have you been able to deal with that kind of um, so I, ordeal? I think it comes down to that bullshit meter that you get as a South Aucklander. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out real quick, eh? I tell you, like, I've actually got it down to, uh, like, a fine art, eh? Like, I, I listen to them. I, I just let them talk. I just let them go. And if they go on and on and on and I get bored, then I know they're all shit. Like, I just go, oh, yeah, bro, so how are you? And they just keep going. And they don't, they don't, there's no... There's no tennis match yeah. of conversation, right? I had it to you, you had it back. You know, there's none of that. It's just like, so bro, I've got this idea, blah, 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 blah. And man, I can give you a list of, list of people that have been doing that lately. But um, I just called them out, man. Yeah, yeah straight up. <laughs> Let's go. First off, <laughs> first off, Biggie Smalls, bro. No, no, I do this. First off, John Key. <laughs> no, nah, nah, but like, um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I think it's the, f what they, and, what they used to call in uh, was this, when you think is that flight of flight of conversation, where their conversation just goes, and you're just like, what the hell? Like, where did we, where did how did this go? Yeah, yeah. You guys would probably think about that about me right now. Eh? Nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck, this, guy's, this, uh, this guy's all shit here. This guy's shit here. Sorry. I thought you thinking about us, man. Nah, you fellas, you fellas let me talk and I'm thinking, are these guys assessing me? <laughs> these guys must think I'm all shit. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Jay's reading. Now. Yeah, 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 I'm just bro, all shit. Oh, that's true, bro. Bro, that's crazy, man. But it's true, though, eh? the ones yeah, that just go on and, and, and they, they don't even want to get to know you. They yeah, just want to get yeah, to know yeah. what they can take from you. And yeah. yeah, no, I can imagine. And I've had that. like a few people that I thought were boys, man, that would take my ideas and make their own stuff out of it. And I'm just like, wow, like we were sharing, like brainstorming stuff. And then next minute I see them doing it like with other people, or I see them like getting funding for that. And I'm just like, yeah, there's nothing I could do about that because I know I got more ideas and, you know, like it's just a matter of time. Because you know they can't duplicate what you, what you come up that's with, it, man. Brother. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it happens, man, all the time. And you just have to. You know, you just have to be confident in what you have, you know. Yeah. Bro. No, no, I was, um, um, yeah, I was actually gonna about to ask about, like, the childhood friends, if you had them growing up, that have come along this ride with you. And then it must be harder to sift out those who you've known longer in terms of, because not everyone, you know, people... People change, and so people can be loyal through one period of your life, and then not necessarily through the next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got like I've got like one. Oh, well, I got a couple of like schoolmates, but you know, like uh, people move on and things happen there. But I think um, man, when you're when you get to be on TV, eh, like fire out, man. Like people come out the woodworks, man. Like it's like like the bakery run. Listen, like I. And I'm 100% honest on this. I'm not even fronting. I did not realize how big it was. And like, I would go to the mall and people were like, hey man, like I really like your content. I was cool with it. 
But bro, there's some like I think there's a couple of pinnacle moments in the bakery run. One was the Joseph Parker one when the Joseph Parker episode dropped. Shit got real. That was the first kind of like we went from just mucking around to actual thing, and that's when, hey, bro, how are you, bro? Uh, it was funny. Like it was that 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 episode dropped a day before my birthday, right? And then I had a look at last year's birthday and it was like maybe 15 people said happy birthday to me, bro. Bro, it was like 115 <laughs> the next year because they were like, that's the bro that hung out with, that ate a pie with Joseph Parker. And I was like, damn, like this is all I have to do. And then the other one was the Lissy episode. When the Lissy Ooh, episode dropped, yeah. that's when it kind of went boom. Like, yeah. And that's when, you know, going to the mall and having a feed, it, it's doable. But it, yeah, sometimes, I mean, you know, I'm not at that level though, but you know, like it does get a little bit too hectic, yeah. Especially when we work right across the road from Monaco Mall, and then uh, me and Regan just want to go and get a feed, and uh, it's like, oh man, let's go to let's go to a restaurant or something because you go to the food court gets a bit nuts. Yeah, people are swarming you, eh? All those nah, food. not swarming. <laughs> <laughs> it's more more numbers, more uh, numbers just nah. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of numbers, honey. I was only tricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that happened, and then the crowd goes wild. Stuff has kind of been a little bit there. It's been pretty cool, you know, because it's on it's on Prime and Sky, so you know people see that a lot. And the and the the videos online go a little bit. You know, a lot of people watch those as well. And then this ad I did, man, I did an ad for like a drink. I don't know if you guys seen. It. I had to kiss a tree. Bro, that thing is going crazy <laughs> at the moment. So I'm just like, okay, sweet. A lot of uh, erection jokes coming through about the wood. Yeah. <laughs> and um, shout outs to you, Nan. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Stop mocking me, Nan. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, how about um, in terms of identity, um, um, Tim? Because we look at you, first glance. Oh, Balangi. Yeah, Balangi. Pakia. And, and they don't know you're, you're proud, um, proud, um, proud, proud, proud Māori. Māori. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I got that on my whole life pretty much, bro. Like, yeah, because mum, yeah, my mum always preached to me that, you know, you're Māori, here's your iwi, this is your ropu, this is your, you know, this is your awa, this is your marae, and you know, like, um, and, and yeah, going through, going through life, kind of being like, who am I? It's quite rough, you know, it's, it, it is. When you're doing kapahaka and you're, the loudest followers, you're the widest followers as well. And a lot of people, you know, oh, why is he here stuff? But yeah, it did teach me, you know, like this is who you are. And then when I, when I, like I met my Maori family when I was about six or seven. And then that kind of cemented it and like, you know, this is, this is who you are. Like, cause yeah, this is, this is who I am. And uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I ran with that. Yeah, and I, I don't want to say I ran with it, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I that was who that's who I was from that moment. Yeah. Did Did you ever struggle like like oh. to yourself like man? Because I'm, I'm I look white and to this day, bro. All my, I all my buddies are Tangtafino uh, or Pacifica. Yeah, to this day I struggle, and um, because like um, you know like um, I mean my whole life has been you know I'm all goods for you know the 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 Palangis are all goods till I start speaking and being myself. And then the Maldives is the other way around. Or oh, the the Maori Pacifica, there. Oh yeah, he's one of us. Until you know, like, you know, they you know introduced me to their mates. Oh, that's you know, that's the Palangi fella. So it's it's been it, yeah. I get a lot of, but I I got oh, man. There was one time, hey, this dude. 
on on uh yeah this dude was like trying to witch hunt me and 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 say like oh no nah, he's not he's not Maori he's pretending and th- that was a very interesting time in my life where I'm just like bro I just want to give you a hiding here. like you know <laughs> for real you should be bro, I've been struggling with this for my whole life this identity crisis but the more I got to know my 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 um papa the more that I got to um experience um you know who I am and you know I've always had Maori tongue in my life from from the minute I was born, it's always been your Maori, you know, all my all my cousins and my uncles, and you know they would they would treat me like you know, like any of the cousins and stuff. But I, you know, like it's just, and it's that whole quantum blood thing, you know, like oh you're five percent blah blah blah, which is so shit, like it's so bullshit, you know. If you are who you are, and if you feel that you're Maori and and you have Maori blood in you, and your your fuck papa is, you know, you can you can strain your whakapapa as yeah, back yeah. as you can then that's who you are and and uh yeah a lot of i get a lot of i don't want to say it's not hate it's just like second eyes but i know the people that know it rep- represent and i know that um they know I, that's what i represent and yeah so shout outs to uh tiatiawa and uh you know and taranaki and and that's where i'm yeah that's where that's where my um tūranga waiwai is that's where i go home and feel like my white my uh, my white i get uh recharged so yeah it's cool man it's, yeah i don't man but you, i mean in, in terms of know. in terms of um samoan and uh and tongan and tokelawan and nguyen there's you know it's it's everywhere you know like it's in those cultures yeah, as well yeah yeah so yeah uh, I just think, and it's been cool being on a platform and people relating with me because they are th- that way. Like they, you know, they're a bit, a bit of camouflage going on. You know, yeah, it's been really cool. Like uh, talking to Kai Kara France, yeah, who's exactly the same, and you know, like um, you know, finding his and he's finding his um, his pathway. And uh, I don't know if you met uh, Soomalo, who's uh, who's our night, he's our night, uh, he's our night show host on. Um, on on new fm like he's inspirational to me like i'm like he knows he's got his pole uh, he's got his uh his pole oh peter peter not yeah. pole that's something else see no peter oh, that's <laughs> pole he's on the yard it's pole it's pole my bro <laughs> he's on the yard look at me eh troublemaker Timmy's come out eh hey, hey. <laughs> you're mocking your yeah. mate you're mocking your mate <laughs> sorry sorry so my little bro you're a man too you're my inspiration, bro. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's people in society that, uh, you know, have this camouflage ability. And, bro, I got away with heaps of shit from the cops. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, my bro. I was holding spray cans. And they were like, who are you here with? Oh, my bros. Hey. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, you can go. Your bros are coming with us. <laughs> I'm like, chair, my bros. That's when old Timothy comes out. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Sorry, kind sir. I don't know this. I don't know these hooligans. <laughs> the English changes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah. I saw these bloody hooligans. <laughs> they made me do it. Yeah. They forced me. I took my keys and my wallet. No. Oh, bro. This is great, God, bro. Man, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, that's like just hearing you talk about Kapaka, I think that's amazing. Um, just because the class that I'll be going into is a Maori enrichment class in Oi. Papakura. And um, the community is mostly. Um, mostly Maori and the kids I love them they're, they're such awesome, a hectic bunch they're chaotic but it's that chaos that we can relate to you can like really yes. turn some of those things that a lot of teachers are like you know really deficit thinking about 
are such strengths, you know, if so, you can you can flip them so easily. You're gonna be a great teacher, brother. Oh, I'm excited for I just, it, just hearing you say that, bro, <laughs> mate. There's the chaos, brother. The organized chaos of, of being a teacher, bro, is yeah, it's nothing like it. But if you embrace it, bro, it's, that's where you get the gold. Absolutely. And and often sometimes the kids, because I'm really, uh, we really push kapahaka. Um, and some of the kids are like, oh man, I already know these songs. Or I know a Māori, what do I have to do kapahaka at school? And so I was a little bit curious about your, your insight on, on why kapahaka is so important and, and what you gained from it. Listen, at the time, I was like, fuck, what do I have to do this, mum? <laughs> but now that I realise it, like Māori, Pacifica as well, we are all orators. That's how our stories got told, man. Like, when you start, when you hit a tikatsuni, bro, when you do a haka, or when you do any type of, any type of waiata, it's kind of like, the, these stories got passed down to us through these stories, or through these, uh, through, through these songs. And sometimes they're not even the songs, it's just a feeling, eh? Like, I did kapaka till I got to high school, and then I had to choose because it was either basketball or, or kapahaka, and I was like, <laughs> The girls don't like uh, the girls aren't, aren't here. They're not going to Polyfisco. No, I tell you what, they're they why Maori fella in the front. Oh, we when I'm dropping forty points on some fools at MH. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> MH, MH, baby. You know I dropped forty on you. I dropped forty, fifty piece. What? So anyway, um, so where was I? No, no, no. But like, um, yeah, it is. You feel it, like. It's it's a unity thing. You feel everybody's in the same boat, and everybody is going. It's the same thing. We just it's just a different gang, <laughs> but it's a Kapaka gang, and uh, it's we we're together and we're united. So yeah, shout outs to you, bro. You're the uh, man, bro. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. We need more dudes like you. Like people used to say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> we need more more teachers like you, Tim. And then I gapped it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, man, this radio money's pretty mean, eh? <laughs> nah, it's jokes. It's not. It's, it's not. Bro, mate, Greg, I'm Tim. Hey, Tim, you talked about uh, the struggle uh, the struggle with identity. Was there, like, was there ever a time in your life where you just kind of like, like there was a dark time, like a real dark space in your life where you're like, man, I just, you know, just I'm not feeling it. I'm in the dark. In, um, in terms yeah. of? In terms of, of me mental, me mentally. Just with an identity or altogether? Altogether, anything and just- in Yeah, I went through a really dark spell um, just after my daughter was born and it was with the SIF stuff, right? Cause I was seeing, um, you know, like I saw some really dark things at SIFs and, you know, it was really rough and then I would have to go home and um, pretend to be happy, you know, pretend to be all that for my, for the time that, the time I was supposed to spend with my, my daughter it was just dark because I was having to deal with everybody's, you know, really, bro, yeah, just stuff that I didn't want to see and, you know, like, didn't have to experience and um, and I didn't want to experience at that time when I was working there and I went into a really, I went into a, a real whirlwind of uh, I'm just, like, I didn't know what was going on, eh, and, uh, you know, it was depression. I found that I was, I was really depressed because I just didn't know I just didn't think I was good enough for stuff. And, you know, I was, I was doing this job where I was seeing the darkest of the dark when it came to our kids, you know, and, our, um, and, and also workers that work there as well, you know, like real kind of, it was just really rough. And uh, that, that was really my, uh, uh, you know, I, I came out of that thinking, okay, I need a change. I need to do something with my life and I can't do this. That's when I went over to uh, study 
and um, and that's when. But in between that time, you know, I was, I was, it was, it was a rough time. Yeah, really. Dark. It wasn't. I don't want to say it was. Uh, it was dark, but at the same time, like, I had some great people around me, and I had some understanding people. Like my mum understood, my my missus understood, um, and you know, I had this beautiful a uh, baby girl that I, I needed to I needed to sort out and uh, I needed to be for. And working at working in a dark place like that was was pretty rough. Yeah, right. change of management, you know, change of expectations, you know. Yeah, it was it was really rough. So yeah, that was probably one of the one of the roughest times. I mean, you know, and I mean, you know, bro, when you're studying, you're poor, man. You're piss poor. You can't, you know, you're just like, what the hell am I gonna do here? You know, when you got a young a young two three year old and a one on the way, and you're like, man, how am I gonna make some money to to, to feed my? I was really lucky. I had. My mum and 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 people around me, but yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty rough, eh? But yeah, that was probably the, the hardest part of it. Man, thanks for sharing. And I think it, you know, sometimes we kind of focus more. You know, people can dwell and focus on on the dark or the down spiral, and you know that real dark space. Yeah. But what, what were some of the like in terms of you trying to get out of there? What are some of the steps, the how tos? Because people are like, oh, that's that's cool. I, I, I listen to what what Tim was saying. I understand what he's saying, but. What are some of the how tos? Just even just little steps of, of yeah. how to climb out of that, that dark space. Yeah. Or what did you What did you do? Um, so. Man, I was just like, I was just very lucky that I, I was extremely lucky. I had people that understood that were understanding, you know. And when I was, I think I had to admit it. I had to really just say, listen, like I'm, and I went to the doctor. Like I went to, I went to a doctor, and I said, this is how I'm feeling, and this is, and this is what's going on with me at the moment. And uh, you know, he was, he was very like, hey, have, you know, he understood, and uh, hear that. But I was very lucky. M- my my mum and my and my um, and my missus was were just, you know, accommodating and just let me be myself for a little while. And and then just you know would spend time with me and I would spend time with my daughter, and uh, that would really get me through some some of those times where I'm just like man I just don't know what to do like you know and I think that's a lot of what it is it's just problem solving right you just don't know what to do and you know you got to bouncing ideas off and understanding I don't know what I'm going to do next and then finding a light and my light was I'm going to become a teacher because. You know, if I if I become a teacher, then I have a um, a, a, then I have a degree, and then if I have a degree, then I can work all over the world, and then that was my uh, shining light, as well as my daughter and my and my mum and my and my missus. Yeah, man, it's amazing some of the dark spells that we go through. Mm. Sometimes can be one of those opportunities that can re really change our lives around, eh? Yeah, push the reset button of it. You know, yeah, but um, yeah, it's 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 weird. You know, like when you get into those places a and we hear it a lot and a lot of people say this like people should just reach out like you can just reach out to me if you want to it's actually not even about reaching out like this is one of the things that really kind of i I don't i want to say piss me off a bit but you know when you you know people say oh just reach out reach out when you need me those people aren't going to reach out like you need to reach out like They need to, and it, bro, how many people do I get reaching out to me? Hey, bro, can you help me with such and such? Or, bro, do you know how I can, like, with requests to do things? Bro, it shouldn't, I think society needs to change, especially with our males. It should never, like, you should just, we need to make it, we need to normalize that. Just hitting somebody up and saying, hey, bro, how, like, what's happening, bro? You want to go out for feed? Should be normal, but. We kind of treat it like it's awkward, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, why? What does this guy want yeah, out of me? Yeah. Like, oh, what? Why for? Or why? Nah, I just want to hang, bro. Like, you know. And um, 
yeah, one of the hardest things is when you do that to somebody and they just leave you on scene and you're like, bro, I'm just reaching out to say what's up, bro. Like, what's been up to, you know, but we still have the stigma. Like, it's like awkward. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You say. It's like an awkward, like, bro, why are you, what, what's happening? It's like, nah, bro, I just want to, you want to get a feed? You know, let's go, bro. I found this new spot, G. Let's, let's go through. Yeah. So I think we need to, I try to do that as much as I can. With people that I care that's about, that's cool, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. Have you cool. found that, Pete? Yeah, bro. No, I, I, I would have to agree, on Tim. I think, um, and I one hundred percent agree when you're saying in terms of people say, "Oh, come on, man, just hit me up if you're if you're in trouble, man. If you need some, you know, if you need someone to talk to, man. You need an ear to talk to. You know, I'll, I'll be I'll listen to. It and then I'm the man. I'll, I'll be here. Um, but you think of the dilemma that that person's going through. Yeah. They are not going into to, to hey, man, need your help. And so who's the one who's mentally, uh, who has the mental capacity to, to actually help? Yeah. Actually help is us. Yes. Those who is like, okay, I'm, I'm all good. In clear mind, in clear state, yeah. right? And it's, yeah, it's really strange that there's this thing that's, oh, yeah, bro, just reach out to me. Bro, that person needs, you need to go like, I love that dude. That's my guy. I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to say, hey, bro, what are you up to on Friday? Let's go and let's go check this movie out. Or let's go, you know, you, you need to make time for those people. And if you don't make time for it and, and, you know, like heaven forbid something happens, you know, it's on you to go, hey, man, like, you know, you know, it, you have to forward think and go, nah, shit, that's not gonna. Happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up my bro. Like I do it to all my mates that I'm really close with, and I'll hit them up like, bro, let's go out. Like, bro, what are you up to? Because I care about these people. I just want to hang out. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's weird, eh? It's weird that awkwardness. It's almost like it's like, bro, hell no, I don't yeah. want to hang out with you. It's like, bro, I'm just here just in case you need me, brother, and I'm just gonna be around. You know? It's kind of those kind of kind of taboo um, conversations to have, eh? Like, yeah. Ooh. And, and you're right, I think some people kind of get a bit suspect, like, oh, what does he want? Or, yeah. or is he a catch to this? And so, which is really sad when you really want to help that, that person. That's it, right? It's not like I want something from you. It's, I just want to hang, like, because I know I might be going through a time yeah, yeah. and I hope that you do that to me because we got to be the change we want to we yeah. see, right? And so I might be going through some stuff and I would love a random message like, hey, brother, how's things, bro? You know, not a, hey, brother, I saw you on TV the other day. Or, hey, brother, hey, man, uh, bro, can you link me with such and yeah, such? Yeah. I want to know exactly, like, I just want someone to hit me up to be like, bro, let's, I want to chat, hang. Let's talk about NBA. Let's, let's talk about, let's go and jam something, you know? Like, yeah, but it's too many, uh, it's that, 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 that stigma of, uh, well, why, why would I want to hang out? What, what, what do we need to talk about? It's like, yeah. bro, yeah. That is that definitely needs to change, man. For sure, I mean, I can relate to like a weird, a weird tangent on that. Is like, there's a, there's a good friend of mine that lives like right around the corner, walking distance, and I think, at least for myself, I get in my own head to the point where like I don't even message him because I'm like, oh, I haven't messaged in ages. It'd be weird if I just message out of nowhere now. It's that thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So in a way, I can relate to that, but it's like it's literally all in my head, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm thinking of all these scenarios that. I'm sure he'd be grateful if, if he got a message, but for whatever reason, as I'm typing it up, it just stays typed up and I don't hit send because I'm like, oh, he, he made the effort last time yeah, and yeah. Oh, twice in a row now, I've already missed that in-between visits. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, we need to get rid of like some, like, yeah, in, yeah. not you, I'm saying in general. In general, yeah, no, yeah. I get you. Because I, mean, I used to do this thing, hey, like I used to have like seven o'clock every morning. I used to just, this is kind of probably come up. I used to go on my Facebook Messenger and just choose somebody that I haven't talked to for ages and say, bro, what's happening, brother? Like, I used to just uh, do that cool. at cool, seven o'clock every morning. I used to wake up, you know, get ready for work, scroll through. Oh, bro, 
and I just hit up the bro. Hey, cuz he, how's things, bro? And then, but it was the amount of waiting, between, like from the scene, <laughs> yeah, to, to the response. Response. I was like, nah, bro, I don't want anything from you. I just want to make sure you're all goods, my bro. You know, and uh, I think if we can kind of like, yeah, because a lot of people will talk, eh? Like, I see people like, oh, yeah, bro, reach out to me. Even if I, bro, I've reached out to people that have said that to me and they left me on. They were like, yeah. Lift me high and dry, man. So I'm just like, yeah, come on, my bro. Like, you want you want to talk that game up? Let's back it up too, and let's let's start talking. Let's communicate. Yeah, because I know overseas it happens all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. Like a lot of people are they just reach out normally. Like you know, that's a good point, um, Tim. Because you know, the other other countries, other nations, you know, we always kind of do the. And it's real common for us, even in you know Westernized or in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Hey, how are you, bro? What's our what's our initial reaction? We always say, what, "What's our what, what do we say?" Oh, all good, all, all good. Goods. I'm all good. I'm fine. Yeah. And then we just oh, sweet ass, and we walk off. And or then, it, you know. or it's the when you go off, you're like, "Oh, have a quick like, oh, how are you? All good, all good. Oh no, we should catch up sometime. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I've been doing this one lately. All right, we'll do that thing, bro. Oh, how you been, bro? Yeah, you're all good. How are you? I'm good, bro. And you hit me with that. Uh, oh, oh yeah, bro, let's man, catch we up. should catch up sometime. Up to you on Saturday, bro. Oh, uh. And then I'll just intensely <laughs> stare at them others. Straight up, up to Saturday, bro, six o'clock. Yeah, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, then, uh, and then that's when I get your shit here. <laughs> but, but you're right, right, son, because other nations, other nations, when they ask them, how are you? They want to, okay, they, they, they actually sit there and they say, oh, let's, let's talk. Bro, America you? is out the gate with that stuff. Bro, when you True. go to America and you're like, hey, man, how are you? Oh, hey, man, I've been going through a lot of blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there like, wow, I'm not used to this, eh? <laughs> Bro, yeah. And then they go like, so uh, what's what's happening with it? And then they'll ask you a personal question. And they'll go, so, uh, man, those are mean shoes, man. Where'd you get those from? Oh, yeah, I got them. And they were really good at that, bro. They, they love talking about shoes and T-shirts, bro. They always talk about T-shirts all the time. Man, that's a cool T-shirt. Where'd you get that from T-shirt from? Oh, bro, I got it from that. And it just initiates the contact. Bro. Initiates the engagement, right? Yeah, I learn a lot from like, and you know, you, you, you study these people. You study. Yeah. I mean, I've studied some of the, like, some of the best coaches in in the world, I suppose I could say that if you cool. count some of these like uh, Roy Williams and stuff like that. And that's the first thing I noticed, man, is that they just engage quickly and they gain rapport real quickly and they, they care about who you are as a person. They're not just like, you're a good player. Okay, run laps. No, they get to know the their mum, yeah. their dad, they know their mum and dad by name. They know their middle names. They know all these things about them. And, and it helps with the engagement. It helps them know that, you know, they're not there just for the just for the paycheck, you know? Yeah. And it's become so common now. Hey, how are you? Oh, all good. And it, but really, we don't really care. Like, how are you? And okay, thanks. You said which is something Even that needs to change. Even if they're not all good, though. You're yeah. still yeah. saying because yeah. automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What a response. Default. Yeah, yeah. For us in New Zealand, it's the default, eh? Just, yeah, all good. Yeah, sweet ass. And they'll be very worried that that person's not looking good. Yeah. Oh, sweet ass. We walk off. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, we haven't done the. It's kind of like, you know, when, when people say you go to the gym, you got to do, like, you know, it's, it, you know, those ones that, like me, they go for one month and just, oh, uh, yeah. This is too much. But, you know, it's that repetitive, you know, you've got to keep doing it, right? And you've got to keep hitting people up. Like, hey, brother, like, just check it in, brother. I used to, that's all I used to say. Just check it in, my bro. What's been happening? That's it. That's cool, man. And that's like, hardly anything. That's so cool. Like, what's, what's cracking, brother? Bro, anything? You want to go for feed? That's it. But we don't do that. We just hit them with the, just scene. <laughs> yeah. Leave you on scene. And, yeah, and it's, it's, it's part and parcel of this tall poppy shit that we have too, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about that tall poppy syndrome, man? That that's here it's, at Aotearoa, man. It's definitely a big thing. Um, but you know, we we have to be the change we want to see, and we need to start celebrating some of these amazing um, achievers that we have in Aotearoa, and these amazing achievers that we have in our own households, our kids, our cousins, our nephews, our nieces. You know, we need to start celebrating them a little bit more too, and and being a part of their celebrations, so they know that it's it's normalised. So yeah. But how how damaging is that, eh, um, Jay and Ansem? How damaging is that? Like, like you said, man, we should be celebrating like early on, but it's hard for us to celebrate because you know what's going to happen. You celebrate, yeah, oh, wannabe, wannabe, arrogant. That's rough. This eh? guy. It's rough. I think, and I, I mean, Buell is a, an amazing example of an overachiever. You know, somebody that's overachieved from South Auckland that has gone on the on the on, a, on the world stage and been amazing at his craft, but yet you know he he, he comes back here and he's like, that's the bro, you know, oh, he's from South Auckland, let him do his. Thing. But like you know, he knows, and that's the thing, right? Is he doesn't need that, and it's that validation from people. I mean, Israel Asanya is a huge. He's probably yeah. the poster boy for for, calling for that out, cool, man. It's but cool. not just calling up, but for people not showing him the respect that he deserves, right? And there's so many of them. Joseph Parker Junior Far is another one. Yeah. You know, there's so many people. Taika Waititi, you know, and um, yeah, but, but yeah. Stephen Adams is another one. It's just one of those. Oh well, that's he's doing his thing. Well, even 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 recently, um, um, Tim and Jay. Oh, you obviously you heard of the Tour Samoa of the Rugby League. Bro, they've been getting hurt, man. They've like obviously the Rugby World Cup, uh, Rugby League World Cup, since they lost to England, sixty to six. Bro, they've been getting hurt. You're useless. Blah blah blah. You're yeah. terrible. It's horrible. And man. you imagine those players, like, man, what's going on through their minds? Like yeah. those those young men, like, bro, these look. They're looking at us like we're crap. We're rubbish. <laughs> so rough, eh? Like it's it's just society, man. They just they just there's no. And we talked about winners before. And developing winners, it's not about that with some people that don't know what it's like to win, bro. Like those those people that are talking smack, yeah. they don't know what it takes to win. Like they're probably, <coughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have no clue what it actually takes to win. Those boys that are on the field, yeah. they know. Exactly, man. But all, all, all of those, all of the boys, they know what they needed to do to get to the pinnacle of their sport. But these people that are like, oh, the bloody, you know, making jokes about it. Yeah. And yeah, I get for humor's sake, but... um. Yeah, yeah, nah. when it gets nasty. I mean, we saw it with the All Blacks, man. Like, bro, bro, what about the what about this one? When the All Blacks got announced, when I was at the uh, Fale in uh, Marmari, oh, bro, you go to the Facebook, you go to the Facebook <laughs> messages. Wow, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my That's life. So all of all, all the all the racial slurs are coming out, and what they didn't understand. Bro, I think it was like I think I did the math. Seventy four percent odd, yeah, seventy four percent of the All Blacks were po- Polynesian. Yeah. So why shouldn't it be there? But they don't do all these people that are racial slur, racial slur. Don't give a shit about that. They just want to be funny and they want to. They just want to be racist and and. But they don't care as long as we're winning. You know, yeah. As long as we're winning, everyone's all good. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just harsh. Yeah, man. it's rough, eh, bro. It's, it's rough out here. But yeah, that's tall puppy for you, bro. For you, bro. And I love what you love what you said. I think it should be common because it's so uncommon for us to kind of check up on just randomly. We need to make a, there needs to be a cycle where just men just kind of just randomly every day, just, oh. I'll pick someone, a random person, I'll just choose this person. Yeah. Oh, how's it going? 
And I used to get some real awkward, like, yeah, bro, what do you want? And I was like, no, 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 I'm just checking in, brother. You know, and I had to double down on it. Like, no, 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 I'm just, and I wouldn't say, hey, every Wednesday I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, I'm just like, hey, bro, no, nah, I'm just checking in, bro, making sure everything's all good. This is before everything. This is before the bakery around this, before anything. And, uh, yeah, I got into the, I conditioned myself to, to, to do it, and now I do it all the time, just checking in on the people that I, I love and the people that I, you know, like I, I want to make sure that everything's going all right. And I never say, how, how are you feeling? I just do the, bro, what's happening? Like, what's 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 new? That's another one that I say, what's new, bro? What's happening? And then, uh, yeah, and some people get weirded out. Some people not so much, but hey, it is what it is, you know. You can it's only good, do so man. much. Yeah, That's bro. So good and what's, what's one of the coolest experiences in terms of like, have you had any really cool reconnections with people that – you hadn't spoken to in a while and you dropped them a random message and it oh just, with that one yeah 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 bro all the time yeah, yeah with that one yeah but um yeah kind of got a bit weird when like things started popping on social media because they were like you know it'd be like oh it would just be it's weird because eh? like i'd do it and it would almost be like i'm trying to fish for them to talk about what i'm up to like they'd be like <laughs> hey bro i've been seeing what you've been up to and i'm like oh, i really don't want to talk about that i just want to see what's happening with you brother yeah. and then uh yeah so I, that's why i stopped doing that but I mean, I, I have a, like a, a select, I mean, 30, 40 people that I'm just, I always link up with, that I that I vibe with, that know that I'm doing it because I honestly, legitly just want to know how they're going on, how, how things are going in their life. Yeah. Bro. It's pretty cool. Man, that is cool. You're the man, you're the man bro. Hey, because you mentioned your mom. How instrumental is your mom? But my mum is, you. yeah, my mum is everything. Amazing man. lady, man. She's awesome, yeah. Yeah, she's she's very, uh, you know, yeah, she's she's amazing, my mum. So I got a lot of time for anything that she asks me to do. Um, if it involves doing the lawns, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> if it's uh, picking Mandy's up off the ground, <laughs> I got you, mum. But yeah, yeah, I love my mum. But yeah, I'm a mama's boy because that's all I had growing up. So yeah, <sighs> bro, man, that's that's it's, um, that's just so cool. Um, uh, Jay, any any um. I was curious about any other role models you might have in your life. Uh, you've, you've talked about friends and people in your inner circle. Are there people that you look up to? And you sort of mentioned people in different avenues like sport, for example. But are there people generally in life that you kind of have as role models or have had as role models? Man, that's an interesting one. I've had a lot of coach mentors when I first started, um, you know, like learning the game that I kind of go to. There's a couple of people like, uh, some, yeah, but... I think uh, in terms of life, just, yeah, just kind of learning from other people and learning from other, I know this is going to sound mean, but learning from other people's mistakes, like I'll sit back and I'll go, why did that happen? And then I'll go, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, you know, like, oh, hey, ah, clever, man. staying clever. away from that. Uh, yeah. So that's been pretty instrumental. Like I, I didn't really have a lot of male role models. Like I was solo mum, so my mum would look after me. I had, um, you know, we found like a lot of, of, of older uh, people and uh, those people really did a, a, a massive, a massive job with, um, uh, putting me in, in my place and putting me to where I am, but yeah, in terms of in terms of that, it's been yeah, my mum has been my, you know, I've been growing for that and yeah, but I mean, I reached out like I'd look at a lot of um, you know, like NBA people and like coaches and basketball players and you know, watch their another thing too is um, man, I used to I love watching interviews, like I love watching uh, like uh, David Letterman and uh, like the, the the best of the best, right? Like you. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. That's my goal, like in life, is to finish up and have my own show like that. 
like yeah right. in america not in new zealand bro yeah i and i shoot that far because if i miss it i'll still be close you know yeah, what i'm saying why not man yeah and i uh, you know that if we look at like so like the late show and the, you know the late late show and the tonight show um and even um uh the daily show as well you know a lot of um a lot of foreigners do those Ooh. shows um there's uh, james corden he does the late late yeah, show yeah, yeah. um uh, who else is there there's uh, trevor noah, trevor noah yeah, yeah. yeah so um so i'm kind of like well that that open uh, you know i look at that and i go man i could, nothing's stopping me from doing that so that's my ultimate goal yeah and awesome, I'm, I'm just gonna keep grinding out and i know what i need to do i need to get better at being on stage and and it's the stand-up shit and you know i need to be better on camera that's the bakery run stuff you know i need to be better at making segments that's what we do on the bake on uh, the morning shack so you know i'm just slowly just carving and just yeah and if i miss it uh, at least i've tried it yeah at least i can go home at least i can you know retire or whenever that is and go well, at least i gave it a, a go like you know at least i gave it a shot because i would hate to um uh, be like oh shit maybe i should have tried a little bit harder but now I'm, I'm going as hard as i can so yeah so that's yeah that's my goal that's my ultimate goal and having people around me that like know that that could happen isn't is important like you know like i and i share these I, I mean i share it with everybody because i know when it happens they can go back to it and go yo he told us this in 2022 you know he told us this bro this goes back to like 2020 like i said this stuff it's kind of stuff yeah because um because it's all engagement bro like that's all it is those shows it's engagement it's being funny it's being able to um you know move the crowd i suppose mm. and i think uh yeah i think it is a, it's just an opportunity like mm. i just need an opportunity and that's a, once the opportunity comes i mean yeah i'll, I'll take it on yeah and it's inspirational, Tim. And I feel like you. I feel like you're doing. The, you're, you're making all the right moves, all the right steps, and and the grind. Yeah, you, you, you're you're putting in the hard work. And so, in terms of this, if that's the, if that's the ultimate goal to do your run your own talk show, what, what's what's the goal for you in terms of mentally? Like, in terms of you know, that's like outward goal, the, out, the outward or the outlet of who you are in, the, in this talk show. But what's what's the goal for you or your wider and, and your and your um, hiningaro? But I want to. Um I just want to be at peace with who I, I want to, this is going to sound quite morbid, okay, but I want to be at peace at who I am when I pass away. I want to be at peace at, when I, whenever that happens, whenever that, that, that moment happens and I pass on, I want people to know, I want, mentally I want to know, I want people to know that I was good and I tried my hardest and that's it. And I, I, I worked hard to get what I wanted and like, um, you know, like I, I think the satisfaction for that, for building my mental health and, and being able to be happy with who I am and to represent my iwi, my tribe, my my Clendon, South Auckland, when I can represent them and at the, you know, at the end of it all, you know, I can sit, uh, people will go, man, he, he really, he really put a lot of work in and put a lot of effort in. And uh, yeah, so that's, that, I think knowing that is, will make me, it makes me it really does make me go sweet like okay i'm on the right track yeah too much man. it's pretty too morbid much. to say that though nah, nah, man. i'll tell you what bro my bro. yeah my, my video my video tribute's gonna be gangster I'm telling you bro 
in the clouds, my bro. <laughs> but and if it isn't, I'm oh, man, I I'm coming back, man. You better. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Bro, <laughs> oh, mean man. Any, any last um, comments or questions, um, Jay? Um, I had a, I had a few things there. I, I think honestly, we could talk forever, bro. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Nobody has to get up in the morning. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had a nap, bro. We're good to go. Yeah, bro. But teaching wise, bro, how are you feeling about being a teacher? I love it, bro. I'm yeah. excited for it. How was your practicums, bro? Um, I had a bit of a rough time. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to yeah, say yeah. everybody has a hard time. <laughs> and it's not your fault. It's the others, eh? <laughs> See? We need, to, we need to stop treating our practicums like, you know, helping our, helping our new people out. Nah, yes. absolutely, Ooh, man. man. I, my, my second year was at a high decile school. and um, I was about to ask that. Was it a high it was, decile? Was it? It, was, <laughs> it was rough, man. It was rough. Like, um, Samoan language week was just calling all the kids to the office. Let's Ooh. take a photo. And I was, this, you know, one of the, the only brown male teachers there. So I was like, oh, you want to take a photo? It's like, man, that's it. Brother, I'll tell you some, oh, I'll tell you some, right I'll tell you some stories off the camera, bro. Rough. And I might get in trouble with if I say it on the camera. <laughs> all good, all good. But um, yeah, no, no, it's, it is rough, bro. But you did all right? You passed? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got through everything. So um, for me, my goal has always wanted uh, to do postgrad study. So I want to get that doctorate one day. Um, and so initially the plan was to, get a scholarship and do some honor study next year full time but I gotta pay the bills I got two young kids at home Amen, and wife. brother. so when you're talking about the, the struggle of the young family being broke as a student yeah, absolutely can relate and so I'm gonna work bro, and juggle. can I give you a tip bro yep sell feet pics my bro <laughs> you obviously ain't seen my feet bro, hey you never know bro there might be some there might be some ugly feet fetish people out there bro they'll love that they'll be like hmm <laughs> Those yellow toenails. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But um, yeah, bro. I, I know. I know the struggles, brother. Yeah. But one more year, right? Um. So last semester, so I got like three <sighs> weeks left, and then uh, yeah, God. January next year, I'll be I'll be in my class. But here's a funny story, bro. I finished my I finished everything, bro. I didn't. I I finished my studies, bro. I didn't work in a school till six years later, bro. <laughs> Far out. So I got my I got I got my diploma. I was all good. I and then I got then the the basketball coaching thing happened, and then I I got a job that would have paid a lot more than a teacher would have uh, to do basketball coaching for for a living. And then I did that and I travelled around the world with it for six years. And then I was like, holy shit, what do I do now? <laughs> and then uh, then I had to get back into because it, it, it expires, bro. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It expires if you yeah, if you if haven't used like, it in six yep. years. I was two months out, bro, and then I had to then I got a child, man. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll teach now. Oh, I don't want to lose that. I spent all that money on it. So yeah, man, that's cool. Bro. I, I I had a teacher, and at the school I struggled with my um, associate teacher. Um, she told me that name I, and shame, bro. Do it. <laughs> nah, nah, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, she, she told me. She told me I didn't botany have downs, what it wasn't it? It was botany downs. You're warm. You're warm. But um, she told me that I didn't have what it uh, what it takes to be a teacher. Shut up. Legit. Straight up. And she didn't get why. Um, okay. Uh, oh. Blink twice because the camera. Don't, uh, <laughs> blink twice if it was Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one blink. It wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, just blink. absolutely different life philosophies. It was, it was oh. brutal. But what was your name something like Cyril or something like that? Was it like <laughs> Doris or something like that? Viral, viral perhaps perhaps viola or something like that <laughs> sorry should stop that eh? <laughs> you're getting close <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sad oh, man, that's crazy but, but yeah, man, it, it was the stubbornness life. from hearing that was just like i 
you know, I am absolutely going to 100% prove you wrong. Brother, these stories best. I tell you off camera, you're going to love, brother. <laughs> I'm excited for it, man. But is it, is it a clean one? Is it a clean like, story like you can but just... Without, without giving it, giving away too nah, much. Nah, because I know that people the people. Are, no, no, no. Because because I'm kind of like people know me. <laughs> oh, I suppose yeah, yeah. they follow everything I flip and do. So I've said a few things that have gotten me in trouble. Like, uh, and they, I didn't say names, but, but then I'll get just, the message. Oh, oh don't talk about. So, oh, you shouldn't talk about. So, and I'm like, oh man, uh, that was a funny story though. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm actually writing some stuff out, so I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. What, what else is in the pipeline anyway? Um, uh, so stand up, man. This Saturday, actually. Oh, I can't. Whenever this comes out, I'm in the uh, semifinals and the finals for the Raw Comedy Quest to find Ooh. the best rookie of the year uh, for stand up comedy. And I'm on that this Saturday. Uh, I'm starting to learn how to write. I'm writing. Oh, I've written, but I'm writing like properly, like shows and sitcoms and stuff. So I'm starting to learn about final draft and all that stuff. Um, what else have I got going on? I've, I've, I've pitched a pilot for a show so that, that I'll tell you about. Oh. I've pitched a pilot and it's, uh, it's getting shopped around. So hopefully that will, that will be, you know, maybe in another two or three years and might, might uh, come to fruition. And, um, bro, I'm, I just want to make the morning shack the best thing. Eh? Yeah. Like I'm really passionate about making what me and Regan and, and Aaron, what we do, because it is so much fun and people, don't listen into us enough because it's either not what they're used to or they don't have the the, the car stereo that works that far even though we're on uh the, the we're on the iheart radio app 103.8 new fm but you know what i'm saying i really like i'm so passionate about being the best radio dj anchor they call it i just want to be the best because i know that i know that myself and regan have something extremely extremely special and there's no chemistry like us and i know that it's only going to take a matter of opportunity and time before people people start listening in and really getting down with the morning shack because it is if you're from south auckland it is exactly what you think it would be having a garage garage party talking shit every morning from from 6 a.m to 10 a.m we just go on it the whole time and it's it's amazing so i just hope that yeah i just want more people to to tune in and and, and get in get into what we're up to so yeah i love what we're doing my man and let's be honest you fellas yeah, haven't man. been listening eh? oh bro i've been i've been i've been listening mate my radio don't go shake. we got bluetooth and japanese stations have you got have you got a phone bro Absolutely. You get on that iHeartRadio app, all right, Got my you, bro? Man. Don't you get <laughs> me in the I'm going to shout you out. I'm going to shout you out in the morning, okay? And if I don't get the, hey, thanks. Hey, thanks, brother. Thanks, thanks for the thing. If I don't get that, bro, I know you're fake. Yeah. <laughs> Call me out, man. Let's do it. I'm going to see like, yeah. And I'll be like, you don't have what it takes to be a teacher. <laughs> you don't have what it takes. Yeah. My name is Cyril. <laughs> Too much. Oh man, I, I just got a couple, couple more. Keep I, on coming, bro. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Um, one of the questions I had was like, "Have you ever had any regrets?" <sighs> See, here's the thing: it's those tough guys. No regrets, bro. I don't live with regrets. 
But um, this, I want to give a shout out to my bro Brox. Have you? Are you guys familiar with a bro called Brox? Brox. He's a uh, he's a streamer and he he does uh, he does carving. He's quite famous, fella. Oh, yeah. He's one of my mates. He's he got really famous really quickly. He was it was crazy. I was yeah. there. I was like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, he says a lot of people ask him, have you you know like when you're doing carving, do you make mistakes? And he says, I never make mistakes. I just make adjustments. Shout out to you, Brox. Oh, Stealing that. That's, I, th- I think it might. I think you might have stole it from Bob Ross. But I'm gonna. <laughs> it's you, Brox. You're the man. Yeah, just making adjustments. I don't have regrets, you know, because I, I I feel, you know, it's easy for me to say that. But I learned from everything that I did, and if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't have learned from it, you know. So, yeah, even you know, hanging out and getting in trouble uh, with the police, but it's um not to the point of too much stuff but you know like uh, I learned from stuff I learned from I learned from mistakes everybody does so yeah I think that's the, yeah it's hard eh, to say when you say there's no regrets but it's true you mm. know like you just learn from everything you, you, you every mistake you make and you adjust your lifestyle towards it yeah I didn't I, I don't regret coming here man this is this is awesome oh man this is awesome fam you guys are st- uh, great at what you guys do yeah and likewise yeah. obviously you. we've been cleaned because we didn't touch on cleaning you know four five for in terms of you said you got in trouble with some of the cops and the police out there, obviously, obviously you know back in the days, RA, you know yeah, right, back in right. back in the in Clinton, and you said you had some 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 of those guys come over to your place and, and stay here. My, my mum was like, oh yeah, you guys can just live with us, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? What the heck? But you, you tell you what, they were they were down for the cause, bro. They would help me out all the time. Yeah, so man, um, yeah, shout outs, shout outs to Daniel, shout outs to Rocky, all my bros, shout outs to Rocky Stevens, let's go. But uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's just yeah, it, it was it was my mum caring for people, and I learned from that. You know, she would put her neck out for people, even if they would steal stuff from our house and never see them again. Oh, where's my G-Shock watch? Oh, sorry, son, I think that bro must have stole. But it's um, my mum reached out and, and helped people when she could have, and that's what I've learned a lot from from um, from her as a as a person. Yeah, and I think there's a school term because obviously you, know, you you're authentic, you're genuine, and I think some guys kind of put up. You know, obviously when you're on radio, you're on on, on social media, you have to put up this persona, or this front. You are this person. It's, not a, it's just but the, but this who you are. It's and who it's you funny, are. like people actually. Get a bit like, what the fuck? Is he actually like that? It's so when I go to the Sky offices, it's all just white people. Like, I'm the only, like, well, I'm white, but oh, there's a couple of Maoris there and a couple of Pacifica, but it's mainly that, eh? And then when I walk in, bro, I come in my slides and my socks. I don't give a shit, bro. I'm out here and then we, I'm talking smack and I'm like, hey, brother. Oh, and my, hey, shout out to my producer too. Ra, he's, 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 a, he's a hearty. He's another fella like me too, you know? Like, uh, so, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool that I get to be myself and I didn't change for anybody that's what I love the most about it yeah I don't have to change for nothing and that's what I think a lot of people now especially social media people they're starting to get on a lot more now I mean you look at Regan you look at Skrilla you look at all these people that I mean Jimmy Jackson has been on for a while he's been on TV stuff Terrell's another one they're getting on these getting these opportunities and they just get to be themselves and that's what the most powerful thing is because you know, you can't fake being some. And, it's too, and I said it before, it's too much work having to be, having to put on a front and be someone that you're not. And um, when you get to work and just be yourself, it's powerful, man. 
Have you ever felt pressure to tell, hey, hey, man, you just just kind of turn it down a bit? Have you felt that pressure? Oh, kind of probably as a teacher, bro. Like, I had to turn it well off. I literally thought of that straight away. As soon as <laughs> Every day. Go. I was playing a character for six bro, years straight. Wow. I was bro. actually in an alter ego mode. And I couldn't even turn it off in the in the in the staff room, staff room. because everybody else was not used to somebody like me. I remember sitting in a st- uh, here's a here's a funny, I can say this story actually. I, uh, we sat around this um, table and it's like uh, you know what's been happening, what's in your world. It goes around and they're like, oh, you know, my horses. You know, I've got just bought a new horse. Blah blah blah. Oh, I just went to Rarotonga. Comes to me. And I, it was my first time I was just like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm just going to be South Auckland to the fucking death. And I go, bro, the, the house next door, you got fucking, uh, you got, um, I was like sitting there and I go, man, three houses um, in my street have been um, home invasioned. Like, <laughs> it's, it's funny you laugh, but it actually happened. <laughs> home invasion. So I haven't left the house for the last, like, for the holidays. And, um, you know, my shoes, I just went straight hood. And then I looked at their faces and it was like, is he lying? Is he joking? Because they all lived a very, very posh life. Yeah. And then there's me. And then, uh, yes, I, I, had to, I had to honestly play a role for a thing. And that's why this morning shake thing is so great because I'm just myself. And I get to be myself. And it's beautiful. It's, I've, never had, I've never had that. Yeah, even at surfs, I had to be somebody else. You Jeez. know, I couldn't be the hood dude. I had to be the tough dude. That hey, no, 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 that's not what we do here. Yeah, yeah. And even even in the basketball scene, like I had to be, you know, because I'm a very caring person by nature. Mm. But if you coach at the top level, you need to be an asshole sometimes. And I just didn't have that in me. Like, and I, that came from that audit. I had to audit myself. Am I actually like that? Nah, I'm not. So then I went back to teaching. Yeah. How did you cont- contain yourself, man? Like, what did you have to do? That's that's when that release came. Like I get, I got. That's when Twitch came along, and I got to be myself on Twitch. I got to be myself at home, obviously, and then I got to be myself. And then the bakery run started, and people started seeing. Oh, yeah, it was that release of just being myself that I didn't get from work. Yeah, from nine to five or eight to five, I suppose, seven to five. Yeah, six years. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, six years of just um. Another one. I was at like a. I was at like a Catholic school for like two years. Yeah, school, what school is it? I'm not going to say, but I don't even go to church, my brain. <laughs> but what school was it? was Saint something. <laughs> Saint, uh, <laughs> when you look at Saint uh, microphone. <laughs> Saint, Saint Road. <laughs> Saint Roads. <laughs> but no, nah, like it was, yeah, I was, it was weird. Like I'm just like, you had to play a role, you know, and yeah, now I'm just myself and it's great. It's liberating. You know, it's it's kind of <laughs> this might get me in trouble if I say this, but I kind of relate with people that come out of the closet, bro. You know, because I was in the closet, but not that way. But I was in like I was like pretending to be. Oh yes, you know, da da da. And now, bro, I'm just out the gate when I'm at New, New FM. Should hear some of the stuff we talk about off the air. Holy yeka, get me cancelled. <laughs> Probably already cancelled from that from that closet line. <laughs> Someone's about to cancel all of us. Boys. <laughs> We're out of here. It's our last show. Our last show. Last show to go. Last time. Hold on. This is not the first time though. When I was on Skrilla's podcast, it was called "Don't Cancel Us." Bro, me and Regan were on the last one that got us cancelled. <laughs> I don't know if it got us cancelled, but we didn't have a show out there. They didn't have a show after that. Shout out to you, Skrilla, bro. Making us your final one. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions, brother? Oh. 
Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I was curious about was you mentioned right at the very beginning you've only had one conversation with your father. And I was curious about how that conversation came about and what that must have been like. Because I can only imagine what it must have been like. Bro, I remember I was like, I think I was like eight and it was my birthday. I can't even remember what we talked about, bro, to be honest. Like, yeah, I honestly can't. I think I may have like just erased it from my head, I think. Because, man, we're getting into the deep stuff right at the end, eh? (laughs) Uh, Bro, I think I was like, there's still parts in me that like uh, being a parent... You know, uh, and you know, you, you've got, you've got, yeah, three year old yeah. and one year old. You just like it's not in my makeup to just gap it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing in me, in my, in my mental that's like, I'm just gonna uh, just forget about everything. And I still, you know, like, and you know, going a bit deeper, there's still, I still harbor some ill, um, ill thoughts. But the older I got, the real, the, the more I realized that, bro, I don't know what went on. You know, like there's there's probably some stuff that I would never know about, and I probably don't want to know about, and I just kind of let it lie, and that's just how it is. This is my life. You know, I grew up with my mum. My mum was my dad and my mum at the same time, and it's uh, yeah, it was it was really hard. Like especially growing up, especially teenage years were really rough because I was like, bro, who do I go to about all these things? You know, and uh, and I was really lucky. Mum was mum was very good. My mum was very good about it. But yeah, bro, like growing up without a dad was quite. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. There was still some real. You know, I had to go, th- especially in my twenties. Like I just hated it. Like, bro, how, how could you do that? Like, you know. And but you know, you, as you get older, you kind of realize, bro. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. And to be honest, like kind of don't want really want to yeah mm. but it was yeah I, I don't even know what that st- what that uh, conversation was like but I, I think i've just erased it from my mind yeah i think i've erased a lot of things like that from my brain just being like meh move on your mum did a great job <laughs> you know yeah and and i'm successful now and i'm i'm i'm, I'm dealing I'm, I'm in a position where a lot of people would would, would kill would die for you know mm. like and yeah, so i'm just happy where i'm at and uh yeah i just keep uh nose to the ground and just work hard you know yeah but yeah it does yeah it is quite a it's quite rough eh? Mm-hmm. like yeah it's quite a rough rough thing growing up yeah growing up without a father especially when you're in a teenager yeah and you're wondering about girls and you're wondering about what's happening to my body those types of is this normal mm-hmm. like yeah but um my mum did what she could uh in terms of just helping me understand so yeah she was great she's awesome like that yeah so cool. Yeah. What what would you say to them, for to to those individuals or those men or even young young men, with us you know who have a sense of abandonment and like man, I'm just going through some. You know, dad's gone, my mom's gone. Raise up solo parenting. But what, what what kind of words of yeah affirmation you could give to some of those individuals? It came through, and it was like, you know when when I came to realize like hey, this is not normal. Like you know like it's not normal having. Not having male role models around like you normally have that. I was really lucky that you know my uncle, uh, you know I had I had many uncles that kind of um, helped me out in terms of you know just being around uh, and being available um, for you know my my growth as a, as a as a male. Um, but you know there's there's always those thoughts of that fella, that fella fucking left me. You know that that fuck bro like if he doesn't want me stuff him you can get you can get lost. And you know that's it's natural, like you know, 
It's abandonment. You're right. It's abandonment issue, and you, you, it, it, there's stages to it. And the first stage is always going to be hate, and it's that hate's going to last for a long time. But once you once you get your mental sorted and you understand that you know life is very complex, and a lot of people make decisions that they regret, and sometimes they regret and just keep regretting for the rest of their life. You know, you just have to come to realize it's one of those things where you know you need to be the change that you want to see, and when you have an opportunity to be a father. You know, you be the best father you can be, and uh, you know that's that, that's what I think. Uh, it's the only way to change the circle, you know. Yeah, yeah, bro, it gets a bit oh, deep. Oh man, props, yeah. man, props. Yeah, that's that raw nerve for me, eh? Like when, you know, like I, I, I think that's where, like, I think honestly, like some of the funny shit that I, you know, as a as a as a kid, being the clown, I think that was a that was really a, a, a defense mechanism for that, like. If I break it down enough, it probably was. It's, if I'm unpacking it, that's probably what it was. It was like I need to be funny because um, I'm a bit insecure about not having a not having a, real, a male role model around. And uh, yeah, breaking it down, it probably was it. But as it's, even now, I'm kind of like breaking it down in my head. Maybe it was shit. But yeah, it is really, it's really, it's really, yeah, it was a really tough time for me. But I got through it because I was very lucky. I had a great mother and I had a good good people around me. So yeah. Would it be fair to say that it was like a driving driving factor for you to just uh, oh man, just no like doubt. push yourself? No doubt. I mean, there's this times there, and I'm like, I hope, I hope he sees that billboard. You know, like I hope he sees me on that ad. You know, and um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, but at the same time, it's that same mindset that it limits you a bit. You know, when you're like, you're just like, yeah, 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 stuff that stuff. You should see it. You know, that real uh, up the man, you know, type thing. And it, it limits you to actually stay running your race and staying on track, you know, because you're so fixated on proving somebody wrong or fixated on, yeah, shame. You should have, you should have hung around, you idiot. You know, you have those, but that's not going to make me, that's not going to c- complete these goals I have. It's going to actually d- just distract me from it. So yeah, I just need to get on my grind and just stay out, stay, stay going. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mean, mean. That's cool. That was all for me, other than the very, it might seem like a bit of a random question, but um, I was curious about when was the last time you told your mother you loved her? I, I feel like a lot of the guests we've had. Hold up. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Everyone talks about their mother and how much they love them, but when was the last time you actually told her? Man. See, my mum is like one of those ones that like she doesn't get into this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll say it. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, all goods. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so I just say it to her anyway. I think like probably a couple of nights ago. But I'll do the I'll do the ones like, yeah, I'm going to bed now. Yeah, all goods. I'll walk away and I go, I love you, mum. And then she go, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then she'll just yeah, yeah, just do the dishes, all goods. That she's just liked it. But I yeah, I say it all the time. But I, in terms of my kids, like I say it every single day. I, I always message because so my kids live in Taranaki. So uh, what happened at the start of the year was I was going to teach down in Taranaki. Um, I had a job lined up. Everything was good to go. We moved down. We put everything in it. We we took everything down there. Got a, a, a rented a house down there, and then uh, this new FM job came, and my partner was just like, "You need to go. This is this is what you've been wanting to do." And uh, so yeah, she's amazing like that. And so they're down there, and I, I fly down every week, uh, every second weekend, or drive down, take mum with us, and mum's moving down there soon. So so it'll just be me up here in the big smoke uh, doing doing my side quests because yeah, my my f- family life is my main quest and yeah 
yeah, it's crazy. This this year, bro, has been absolutely nuts, bro. Yeah, bro. this year has been, yeah, this year has been fucking nuts, eh? And it's just the beginning, Tim. It's just the beginning, bro. Bro, I know, man. I'm like, wow, I'm getting like, like I'm rubbing shoulders with these people that are like, bro, I love what you're doing. Like, this is what we need. You know, we need this kind of stuff on and. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty dope. I, I you know rubbing shoulders with people I used to watch like Andrew Mulligan, man, like that's on the um, Krug as well. I used to watch him because he's a basketball dude, right? And I used to watch him like, bro, that's bro, that dude knows heaps, bro. That dude's heaps. bro. I was, you know I see him at the offices and we we chop it up about the NBA and we chop it up about. It's crazy for me, bro. Like it's like wow, like James McCurney's another one, and yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty buzzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. my life has gone from bro. from being a teacher. In a classroom, literally in December last year, to being on a billboard three months later. That like, quick? That three quick. months later, yeah. So I finished work uh, December at my old school. I went down to Taranaki. I came back. There was a billboard up when uh, in, in March. Crazy. March, April. Yeah. See, like, that's crazy, eh, bro? Yeah. Mm. I went from, like, talking to people on Zoom, like, just anyone that was keen talking to my mates on zoom to get podcasts going to talking to Kamara Usman or like like TJ Dillashaw like the other night or bam bam too like you know like it's crazy it's absolutely crazy bro like yeah and and I'm and you know like even working every day like I get to rub shoulders with like Lisi like I was listening to Lisi's music on the way to work last year and then I'm like Having a pile of him. He's your boy now. He's your boy now, man. I don't want to say he's my boy, but, you know, <laughs> but he, he he did follow me back on Instagram. No, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's bro. so crazy. Like, yeah. And it's all because, and this is like, are we doing the final thing or is this, yeah, we yeah, just yeah, keep yeah, it going? No. Nah, we'll just keep going. Eh? Yeah. But no, it's, it's really crazy that the work that I put in for free with no expectations, no money. I didn't get paid from none of the podcast stuff. I didn't get paid from bakery run stuff. I didn't want to get paid because I just wanted to get better. That's it. Like, that's all I wanted to do. And like legit, like not talking about it, just doing it. And there's so many people that want to quick, like, how can I get on? How can I make money? Bro, if, you, if you're good enough, the byproduct, like I said, if you want to win, all you got to do is just develop and the byproduct from developing will be winning. And that's what I've done. Yeah, that's, yeah, I believe that because it is. We live in a day and age right now. Instant gratification. Oh, bro. give it to me. I want it now. I want, I want to do this now. I want, to, I want to blow up now. Yeah, but you know, in saying what you, you say, it's quite buzzy. Like oh, I can't believe it. I believe it because the work you put in. Yeah, and it, the, here's the strangest thing too, bro. Is people going to probably see this and go, "I'm going to look at his Instagram," and they'll see, "Oh, I've only got five thousand, whatever it is." Right? They go, "He's on it," and but it's not that. It's the impact. It's how much I've impacted. Like you know, from from where I started from, and bro, my podcast studio that I had at my house was literally like a, a closet. Like it just. And it was, it was like a small little room on the side. It was like a side room that nobody had. It was like an office that was tiny. And I just set it on up and, and I built that from there all the way to where I am now. And I don't know where it's going to go, but I know that I have the talent. I, I have the gifts that I work towards and it will take me to where I need to get to. So, yeah. Bro, that mindset, but that that, that mindset, bro. Yeah, that bro. mindset is just crazy. I, I just don't get why other people don't do it. Like, I'm like... And I kind of do get, because it is quite a lot of, it's a lot of work, 
But at the same time, man, like if you have a goal, you just need to figure it out, eh? Just figure it out and just go for it. Yeah. No matter how silly your goal is. Right, tell 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 tell, our, tell the viewers, tell the our men who are like struggling right oh. now, like, come on, man, I don't because they may think, man, how does Tim how does Tim do it? Yeah, don't bro, don't think it's an accident. It's not an accident. Like it's it's and like, I've said it a few times on the party. It's this like I figured out what I wanted to do, I put steps in place and I just worked hard at those steps. That's it. That's all I did. It's there's nothing special. There's no like, oh, that guy met this person through here. There's no there was no shortcut. Uh, all I did was figure out what I wanted to do, break it down, attack each thing I broke down, and then it, it worked for me, man. It's it's not that hard. And I had an escape plan. See, so I, I didn't want to teach my whole life. No disrespect, my bro. No, no. I honestly believe teachers shouldn't be. You know, you you know the teachers that have been there too I long. I feel like I'm killing your dream so, right now. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like, don't worry. I've got ambitions. Okay, man. <laughs> but that was my out. That was my that was my out, bro. That was my escape plan. Right? Is that I'll build this thing up until all of a sudden I can get a job where I can just be funny. I can be myself, and then I can work from there. And it it happened because I was just like. Yo, this is what I got to do. I got to get better at talking. I got to get better at being on camera. I got to get better at this. I got to get better at that. And then I just got better at it and I didn't care about the money. Yeah. And I used my, bro, there was a time, there was a time two years ago, I was working four jobs at once, right? I was coaching basketball. I was teaching. I was doing the, well, the podcast kind of, if you say that. And I was doing Uber Eats, right? Just so I could make enough money so I could save up. And then, you know, I could, I wanted to take a year off where I just try to grind it out. But I didn't have to do that because no FM came to knock on my door. And then I was like, cool. So, you know, like, like you can do it. Like, it's not, you, like anybody can do it. It's, it's, and it was funny, like Joe Damon said that he's like, bro, you can get Timmy on. Like he kind of built it from nothing. And I did, and it worked, and I told you how to do it. All you got to do is figure it out and, and grind at it. It's not that hard. If you want to be the best podcaster, if you want to be the best, I don't know, comedian, whatever you want to do. If you want to be the best designer, bro, you just got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. F- find, like, I just found one person, and I was like, how did he get there? And then I just go, okay, he did this, he did that, he did that. Sweet. That's what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, bro. Even in the midst of of, the, of all those struggles and hardships, eh? Bro, I tell you what actually did help me, bro. And this is going to be a bit of an asshole thing. Was the pandemic, right? Because nobody had any entertainment, right? And I I was teaching from home, and I was very good at teaching it from home because I knew how to I knew how to make content. So I was very very good at it. And then uh, it gave me uh, people wanted entertainment. And then all of a sudden, I just here we go. Here's some entertainment for you guys. And then away we go. That's how I. You know, that's legit how I. How I started. Yeah. Man, it's gonna. I was you, bored. Man. I think. I think I was fucking bored. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> Bro, man, that's so clever. It's like you kind of find found find the need. Like, oh, this is what needs to happen. Like, oh, oh. I wasn't like that. It just happened. Like, I didn't go. Oh, these fools are gonna need some entertainment. <laughs> Watch me eat these pies. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. I was just like, yeah, I got nothing to do. Let's just get it done. Yeah. Bro, man, this. I think we need to wrap this up. It's getting to uh, <laughs> no, no, man. Just, sure? Yeah, but hey, Jay, any last words? No, nah, I just wanted to acknowledge the journey. Man. I, feel, I, I feel like I've I've made a fan in Jay. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jay is like Jay's my new fan. <laughs> now. Do you feel that, bro? Pete was already my fan. He's been my bro, fan man. since I was in high school. <laughs> I've been his uncle. I'm his uncle. Yeah, man. but I feel like Jay's like you know what, bro? This guy's I like this guy. 
<laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Jay. Go on. <laughs> That's right, you can't. Do it. <laughs> Nah, man, just a beautiful journey. I just, just really want to acknowledge it. And I think uh, the teaching thing for me just it, it touches my heart. So I think to be able to see you do that, but not just move away from that. Because I honestly believe that teaching, yeah, it's an occupation, but yeah. you, everyone's a teacher and you never really lose it. Once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. Yes. So. I just think big ups to you. And bro, big ups to you too. You're very good, both of you guys. You're very good at what you both do. You're very good at what you do. And I think if you want to pursue what you're doing, use teaching to just get you where you need to get to, pay the bills. And then bro, use what use your skills, bro. You, you Both of you guys are amazing at what you guys do. I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So yeah, so thank you so much for having me on. Eh? Hey, appreciate bro, thank you, talking man. My, talking thank my you. shit. <laughs> but I got, I got to admit to him I'm really, I'm really proud man Like we connect the, connect the You don't even know me bro I'm Before proud, I man. came in here bro <laughs> What the heck <laughs> This guy like He was like Hey bro how are you And I was like bro I, I remember you from somewhere Really Oh yeah now he's sending me with, I'm proud of you my bro Shit <laughs> Shit I'm proud of, the, I'm proud of my nephew I'm proud of Oh not the nephew guy <laughs> Holy Next one he's gonna be a bro Can I be on the bakery run bro <laughs> Brave. Imagine how, like, I just before I go, imagine how many people ask me to come on the bloody show, bro. I get it nearly at least three times a week. People that aren't either random, random, random people that I met, or damn, bro. I've had like at three o'clock in the morning, bro. Like, dudes, damn, dudes hit me up, like, I'll take you for a pie. And I'm like, damn, bro, I'm, I don't get down like that. Dudes are drinking 3 a.m. and they're thinking, you know what? Let's, let's hit the studio. Here's a, funny, here's a funny one, bro. I had a dude who was the biggest bully at school. I remember him. Okay, he was a bully at school. He messaged me 4 o'clock in the morning. He was like, hey, bro, can you get Kanoa on the on the bakery run? And me and you do the bakery run with her? And I was like, bro, who the fuck? I haven't heard from you since since you bullied all everybody at <laughs> that's school. When, um, that's when you seen a eh? just seen him. Nah, I just <laughs> uh, nah, I hit, nah, nah, nah. You can't do that now, bro. I had them with the chair, my bro, mean idea, and then that's that's yeah. uh, mean, bro. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get some really crazy ones. Yeah, bro, man, you've been, you've been very inspirational, bro. It really is. Yeah. Just 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 your story and very intentional. I love that you're intentional. But yeah, you, you hear like a lot of people say a lot of stuff, but you say it and you do it. And I think that's, and that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. And also the biggest inspiration of, of us individuals who really say, who really walk the talk, you know, and you're actually doing it and you got some amazing goals, amazing goals, big goals, and bro, all the best for your endeavors, man. So thank you. Thank you oh, so thank much. You for yeah. Are you guys going to ask me if, who, who you want on the show next? Is that a thing? Bro, hey, before, <laughs> before we do that, we're going we're gonna to give for you, man. Oh. So everyone that comes on, bro, everyone that comes on, we give them a caricature, a bit of a sketch. Ace. Holy! Look at this. This is for you, my brother. <laughs> Holy heck! Uh, for you, bro. Eesh. Look at this guy. <laughs> Who did this? Did you just? Um, this is for you, bro. My bro, I, lo I like how you made me skinny, bro. <laughs> like you know, this is great. Look, you even got my eyes, bro. You got the ponamus in there, bro. You got the ponamu eyes in there. Cheer, my bro, bro. Too much for brother. brother. This is my uncle now. Cheer. <laughs> <laughs> This is my uncle, bro. Cleaned it all day. Bear. This guy knows me, bro. This guy knows me back in the day, bro. Far up. Nah, thank you so much. This is nah, amazing. all good, Tim. Thank you. Thank you heaps, bro. But hey, is it, yeah, is it anyone, anyone you can think of that could be ideal to come on the podcast? I think uh, Regan would be great in here, but I'm going to tell you this one person, okay? I'll tell you. Can I do a few? Yeah, yeah a few. Yeah, a few. Okay. 
This one person, I need you to get on. His name's Spike. He's from Swidit. Have you heard of Swidit? Yeah, 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 of course. This dude, Spike, is amazing. He is one of the smartest dudes I know. He has one of the, uh, he's got a song, he's got a song, and it's named Bunga. And it is the most strongest song I've ever heard in my life. And I've said this to him personally. He is one of the most, he's a great writer. He's an, he's an amazing person. And uh, he, he's he's just the man. So Spike, if you're listening, bro, you need to get on this. Regan, if you, uh, Regan has an, uh, has an interesting story as well. Uh, he'd be great. Uh, man, Junior Farr would be another yeah. one. If you guys ever, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, if you ever need the link for, for him, bro, I got you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that you guys just keep growing bigger and uh, bigger and stronger and networking and, and getting people on because, you know, it's, it's an amazing space that you guys have here and it's great that we can just be ourselves and, uh, and, and, build, and, and break cycles that are happening uh, in our society. So thank you so much, eh? This is oh, amazing, man. man. Thank you, Hugh Smosel, man. Thank you. Please like and subscribe and um, c- continue to, to comment. We'll look, we'll look out for your wealth without comments. Uh, but any any last words of encouragement, um, Tim? Um, listen, um, I think be the change you want to see. I know that's really cliche, but if you, everyone's going to moan about that, everyone wants to point out problems and nobody wants to do nothing about solutions. And if you can't figure out a solution, you just need to be the be the solution that you want to see. Like if you want to see a salute, if you if you don't want to see something happening, you can act out and don't do that, you know, and and, and try and fix the problem in your own circle, you know. Uh, I think that's that's the main thing. And don't be don't be scared to reach out to anybody and say, hey, bro, what's what's happening, brother? You know, it's, it's, it's it doesn't take long. But uh, yeah, shout out to the shout out to you, bros. Thank you, thank you, Mosul. And as usual. And Jake. with that we say, refine, unlock, and take and charge. Take charge, baby. Let's go. Shot, please. Band-Aid.